Hey everybody, it's Steven Jensen and Jesse Davin doing a prediction stream for NXT TakeOver 31 coming up tomorrow night on the WWE Network. So, like I said, all the predictions coming right here for me and Jesse. If you want your voice heard, if you want your predictions out there, if you have any questions, anything at all, make sure, as always, to send a super chat. Any amount will get you your question or comment or whatever you want read out. And donations work as well. We have a donation link right underneath in the description of this video. So you have either option there. Um, as you all know, when me and Jesse are doing these predictions, we it's generally a shorter stream, so probably an hour to an hour and a half tops. And we just go from the top, from the bottom of the card to the top of the card. So that's why the super chats and donations are important in these kind of episodes. Because as we're rolling, we're going to be paying attention to the conversation and the the picks that we're making. But if we see super chats and donations, we'll stop on a dime and get those addressed for y'all. So with all that being said, uh, Jesse, how you doing today? I'm so comfortable, Stephen. I'm so comfortable. I finally got my snoogle. We can't really see. It just disappears. But it is literally this giant body pillow that I had last time I was pregnant. And it's like the best thing ever because I get really bad round ligament pain because I'm a little person. I am like 5'3", five, 5'4", five, on a really good day. So, yeah. So my stomach is already causing a lot of problems. And I, you know what? I need to talk to my doctor. This is kind of TMI. But um, I used to have, I had a hernia in my lower abdomen that I got repaired, and I can feel the mesh, like, ripping. So that hurts. Uh. And it's, like, right on my round ligament. So, yeah, so this pillow kind of helps um, alleviate the, like, gravity on my bump. And I slept so good last night. So I am in a very good mood today. I am so... So like well rested and zen and comfortable. So I am in a different location, but you can't tell. So if there's like an echo, I do apologize. Is there an echo? You know, I think, it's, I think it sounds good. I think it sounds good. Okay, okay, good because I do have headphones in. Um, so yeah, I'm doing good. Ready for this uh, seemingly impromptu feeling takeover, but doing happy, happy things. So how are you? I'm good. Uh, I did a live chat with my friend Doug last night here on YouTube. We talked for about four hours. That we were that's how it was like we started at like ten thirty my time. So yeah, that went that went late. Um, that was fun though. Like doing those conversations. Today's uh, UFC. They got a show later tonight, headlined by Holly Holm versus Irene Aldana. So Ooh. that should be a a good free show on uh, ESPN or ESPN Plus wherever that's airing. And there's also. Black Label Pro Turbo Grab 16 going on right now on IWTV. They're doing a double header today, so there's a show going on right now, and then there's like a second half of that tournament. I think it's a tournament style um, going on a little later tonight. So a lot of good wrestling, a lot of good fighting, and uh, yeah, can't complain. Going to probably do a crock pot whenever my brother gets off work, so I might hear him bust through the door sometime during this podcast. But crock pot. Yeah, I don't even know what we're doing today yet. I, I just told him, I was like, yo, we don't have a game plan. Like, just pick something up. Like, whatever you see at the store that looks good. Just we'll throw it in the crock pot and we'll just do that. So, um, Win. Yeah. So, yeah, should be a good day. But uh, I'm definitely looking forward to TakeOver, even though, like you said, it's, a, it's an impromptu kind of show. Like, it kind of came out of nowhere. But I think, although the builds for this stuff haven't been very long, the, uh, the actual in-ring action should be really good there's a lot of good matches yeah, there are a lot of good matches i'm actually looking forward to it um on the thumbnail i didn't put 
uh, Kushida versus the Dream because I don't want to put Dream on my thumbnail. <laughs> so understandable. Sorry. Understandable. But uh, yeah, so that is also a match on there. So don't think I didn't see that. I did. There's a reason why I didn't put it on the thumbnail. But yeah, just see, like even going through the card and just kind of looking at it and you know seeing the slight build, I guess. There's a lot of, like, and just kind of going through predictions in my own head, there was kind of a lot. There's a lot of ways they could go with this. So it's pretty interesting. So Yeah, for sure. Um, and, oh, and also, everyone who's watching this, thank you all so much. Uh, the channel is at 10,000 oh yes. subscribers. So that's pretty amazing. That that happened, like, I think last week when we turned the show off, me and Jesse looked at it, and we were like, 80 or so away that was earlier that was on like tuesday of this week we were at like 80 away and today over 100 uh, or sorry um over 10,000, which was pro yeah. roughly 100 new subscribers since tuesday so i mean we really appreciate that y'all definitely really super duper appreciate it and like steven said um if you want to get your prediction in if you want to have your input in the show please do shoot super chat or use the stream labs tip link in the description um, really does help us out and we just cannot thank you guys enough for 10,000 we're like we plan on doing a giveaway we didn't realize it was gonna be this soon so we're still kind of brainstorming if you guys have any ideas of what you would love to put in the giveaway then please let me know we did just get a, a super chat Jamie Kelly thank you so much Jesse and Demon Diva collab hype super chat yes me and Demon Diva are thinking about doing like some kind of sort of collab on OnlyFans. Not that kind of collab, not what you're thinking, but Oh like, damn it. Well then what? <laughs> like uh, <laughs> Well, cuz there's we're in quarantine, but like like no, a calendar yeah. kind of pin-up calendar kind of thing. That would be a lot of fun. So, I mean, she's right here. So, and also I got a notification that um something was delivered to you. Um I don't know if it was. I hope it was. I didn't want to require a signature on it. But yes, so you should have gotten something uh, yesterday morning. It said I'm it was talking like a about me or Issa? Uh, Issa. Issa. All right, where are my cookies at? I can, I, they got eat up. <laughs> they got ate up. They, you um, ate the cookies before you sent them to no, me? I, no, I didn't eat them. Oh, I remember Char yeah. Scarlet, uh, Scarlet ate all the icing off of the top of all those cookies the other day, too. I remember that. Yeah. 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 And I kind of. Yeah, so, yeah, anyways. Okay. She, so I have to make more, but I will. And I also got little, I'm going to send you some stuff. So. Okay, cool, 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 cool. And just so you all know, is as far as, like, the uh, the giveaway, I already have some autograph 8x10s and some action figures and stuff, so there's, like, a few things that I already know we can throw in the box for you all, but we're working on talking to some uh, some pretty cool, like, companies and stuff about maybe some, some what I consider to be some pretty big things, hopefully, so... Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, so yeah, we'll have more about that soon about like kind of what that's going to look like. Um, but yeah, we'll pick either one person or maybe a handful of people with some different prizes and stuff. But, um, and also Issa, make sure Roman is, uh, is, is nice and featured on that calendar. Cause you know, Roman, Roman, is that allowed on OnlyFans? <laughs> Um, your dog? I don't know if that goes against. Well, if it's like, I want to talk about like a cow, it's like a calendar. So, like, you're talking, like, a digital calendar type thing? Well, I don't know. We, we It literally just happened, like, 30 minutes ago. Oh, okay. Like, the idea. Well, I would say you just put Roman on the cover then, and it's, like, the two of y'all much larger than Roman, but he's still there. Because, like, Roman, 
Roman's rating straw of, you know. royal pillow. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you feature Roman in that scenario, but I feel like you got to get him in there. By the way, we're talking about Issa's dog, not Roman Reigns. I got to probably clarify <laughs> that. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that'd be cool if y'all do something. I think that'd be awesome, the two of y'all. Yeah. I don't know how it would work with me being pregnant right now. I'd probably have to wait, which would suck because I don't plan on being, like, unpregnant by the new year. But we'll figure something out. Yeah. I mean, people are into pregnant people, so. That's the thing. <laughs> so, uh, but anyways, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Me and her got to get some brainstorming going. So, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I used to say, no, Roman, like, Roman Reigns can join. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you would oh, really yeah. like that, Issa. Oh, no, WWE would come in and say, no way, we're going to take some of that. We're going to take some of that revenue. That's what they would do. Yeah, true. It's Ooh, happening to them right thing. now. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to talk about that on a not prediction show, but yeah. 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 Um, well, I think this is probably a good time to start the predictions then. Yeah. So. Chats are welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that super chat, Jamie. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yes, Appreciate thank you, it. Jamie. Um, so I'll get these pulled up here. Short mm-hmm. match list. Just have five matches. There's probably going to be That's a pre- pay-per-view. <laughs> well, there's probably going to be a, a pre-show match or two, I'd imagine, also, um, that they haven't announced yet. But let's see. Obviously, we're going to talk about the title match last. So I guess I'll just start here and kind of move around. So in the uh, in what I'm assuming will probably be like the opening match of the night, we have Santos Escobar defending the NXT Cruiserweight Championship against Isaiah Swerve Scott. This has obviously been built mainly on 205 Live, um, which honestly 205 Live, like I know not a lot of people follow it, but it's they have really solid wrestling every week. Like I have to give that credit that there's a lot of talent on that show. There's just no, there's not a whole lot of consequence to missing the show as a fan, like. But I will say that Santos Escobar and Legado del Fantasma and that stuff has been probably the most interesting storyline 205 Live has had in maybe ever, if not a really long really? time. Yeah, because it's like an actual story. Like, like Ooh, that's good. because usually the two, the Cruiserweight Championship and like 205 Live is treated more as just like a random, like, like Tony Nese gets a shot and then, you know, when like, I'm just, I know Rich Swan is with the company anymore, but it'd be like TJP and Rich Swan and, and these guys, and they were always good matches, but it was like, there wasn't much of a storyline. It was just kind of like, this guy beat this guy, so now he's the number one contender. Like, with Legado del Fantasma, there's like been an actual ongoing story. They had like this whole tournament that Santos Escobar won with the help of these masked men, and they've take, kind of mm-hmm. taken over the brand, and yada yada. Anyways, Swerve's been the one guy who's been getting over on. Legato del Fantasma. Like, he has a pinfall victory over Santos Escobar in a tag team match from not that long ago. Um, he almost beat Escobar uh, recently and stuff as well. So it's like, this has been building for a while between these two. And it's been one of the best builds as far as cruiserweights go in, in, in a long time, in my opinion. Um, and I, I'm going to predict Swerve to win the belt here because he's had a few chances and I feel like this should be the one. But I'm also, I love Escobar as the champion, though. So, like, this is honestly a win-win as a fan, in my in my estimation. But I feel like, like if Swerve doesn't win the Cruiserweight title, they need to, like, give him, like, a spotlight in NXT or something. Because he, need, he needs to be featured more than a, just a random guy on Raw Underground beating the ring or whatever. Like, super talented guy. So, I'm going with Swerve. What do you think here, Jesse? Yeah, I this is going to come up a lot for me, I feel like, in this takeover I feel like Isaiah 
Scott or Swerve has almost kind of transcended, like he's especially transcended the cruiserweight division. He's almost transcended NXT as well. I really do feel like he could be on the main roster like immediately. I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's really talented. I think he's one of those people that just people kind of sleep on him. And I think that he's definitely extremely talented and deserves to be at least put on the spotlight on NXT. And if he's champion, does that happen? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that happens. So I do like Escobar as the champion. I think he's great. I don't really watch 205 Live, but through Twitter, I'm able to see small snippets of it. And from what I see and from what I read about, it's actually really fun. And I know that you watch it and all that stuff. And so, like, I'd like to see Swerve win. I'm going to go with Swerve. I feel like I feel like he needs something. And perhaps him being Cruiserweight Champion will propel him to, like, a kind of a spotlight on NXT a little bit more. Maybe not. I don't know. But I just... I think he deserves it. I really do. Even though Escobar's a really good champion, I feel like, you know, Isaiah Swerve Scott is just as talented. It's going to be a really good match. People always sleep on these cruiserweight matches, but they're always great. They're always super fun. They're really great to watch. I'm looking forward to it. Moving on, we have Kushida and Velveteen. So what do you think about this? Well, I think the match will be solid, but like, what are your, what's your, kind of your prediction of who do you think wins here? And obviously we, like we've talked about the Velveteen thing on our podcast enough. So like, we know that kind of where both of our heads are with, with him in general. But as far as like this match is concerned, who do you think wins this one? I, Kushida. Kushida has to win this. I, just the whole thing with Velveteen Dream, I don't even know why... Like, I mean, this match just got, like, announced. It's, like, the most recent one. And it's kind of, like, why I don't really care. I just, I like Kushida. I think Kushida's really talented. I used to really like Velveteen Dream. I think this will be a really, really fun match. But I just, this is the match I am least looking forward to on the card. Just because it feels, like, dramatic. Just because Velveteen Dream is there. But I do feel like Kushida needed something to do. I mean, Kushida's great. I like Kushida. It gives him a spot on the card. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with him smashing Velveteen. Not like that, but <laughs> smashing and beating solidly Velveteen Dream. I just, I'm just not looking really forward to this. I just, I'm going to say Kushida wins solidly. Maybe there's a couple near falls that make your heart race a little bit, as is typical. Because I feel like Velveteen Dream is pretty good at a near fall. However, I don't know. I feel like there has to be, like, some kind of shenanigans with this one. They, like, I don't know. They should have made it cool. They should have, like, added ladders or some shit. I don't know. Like, I just, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be a really good match. Um, Kushida, Kushida obviously is super talented. Like, he spent a lot of time in New Japan. And, like, that was during the time, like, he was getting really hot in New Japan. I guess around, around especially... Like, I was really, really into it around the time of, like, probably around the time that Nakamura was, like, headlining. Well, Nakamura went in these waves where he was, like, a totally different guy before and then became, like, the kind of wacky, like, uh, you know, uh, guy that we know now with, like, the Michael Jackson mannerisms and all that stuff. That's around the time that I got into New Japan, like, heavy. And Kushida 
you know, was mainly used as like a cruiserweight level guy or a, a junior heavyweight guy over there. And like, but he was always so good. And then you could see that they were like, they were at the time that he signed with WWE, you could tell that they were really, really getting behind him as far as like being one of the legit top people in the company. So when he signed with WWE, I was a little bit bummed because I was like, oh damn, like you might've been able to like transcend the, similar to Kenny Omega. He was always a, a junior heavyweight and then he transcended that, became a heavyweight. And same with like Finn Balor. He was like a junior guy, but like, could wrestle the heavyweights and stuff like that. So, like, Kushida was, like, right there. Um, so when he signed with WWE, I was a little bummed, but I was like, well, but if they treat him kind of like how they treated Nakamura in NXT, like a huge deal, uh, this could work out really well for him. And I feel like Kushida's just kind of been treading water since he's been in the WWE. He, he needs he needs a big win that means something to, to him and the brand. And I think this has to be it. Um, Velvet, yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with the Velveteen Dream outside of the ring stuff because you just... I feel like that isn't over yet, and I feel like the one upside to this is that Velveteen Dream has been positioned as, like, he's already, he's still positioned as, like, a main event level guy in NXT. Like, he recently wrestled Adam Cole for the title. He didn't win, obviously. Um, he's still, like, in that upper echelon of, of quote-unquote superstars in NXT, but the reason I say that's a good thing is because that means more when Kushida beats him. Like, it helps, yes. Kush, it helps Kushida. Like, that win elevates Kushida to that level and then maybe they pull back on dream and like figure out like what the hell was going on with that like because I don't want to give like any more opinions personally because I want like the the whole kind of like legal process and everything to like like just you know I want all the facts and everything it doesn't look good obviously but it's one of those things where it's like I I feel like it's still kind of a wild card having Velatine on your show because I feel like at any day, like some more news could come out and you got to pull him and Kushida. I don't, I mean, I have no reason to believe Kushida would have any of those kind of issues in his life. So like, he seems like a reliable guy. He's really good in the ring. He's dealt with some injuries, but I mean, every wrestler does to some degree. So I guess that's a long way of saying, I think that the only reason I'm okay with the way they've been pushing Velveteen dream lately is if, someone like Kushida is going to beat him to get that elevation off of him. Um, otherwise, it doesn't make any sense to be pushing Bella team right now because it's just too unpredictable of, like, what's going on with that, I feel like. Um, yeah. So. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I feel like the best way to utilize Velveteen Dream right now is to use his past, like, status, like his very, I mean, elevated status to put over other guys. I feel like that's probably the best way to use him right now. Like you said, it's pretty unpredictable and you never know when you're going to have to pull him. If you have to pull him, not saying that that's going to happen. We're not saying we're not, I mean, this is all allegedly, this is all, uh, you know, circumstantial and under investigation, apparently I would hope, but it's still very serious and it's not something you want to take lightly. And it's also not something that you want to like, have it's a bad look it's a bad look for nxt to do that and i feel like you said it perfectly kushida has been on a run he's very talented when he signed with wwe i was also nervous but like you said if they do put him in like a shinsuke nakamura light then i'll be okay with it even though shinsuke's not been doing like too much lately but i mean still he's up there he's smackdown tech well, but i was saying i was talking there. like more specifically like his nxt run yeah yeah exactly and i'm just i'm catapulting all the way up there 
But um, yeah, Shinsuke Nakamura's NXT run was like the best run. It, he just was so badass. And I feel like they could do that with Kushida. And that's the only the only way I ever have faith in WWE signing people is if they get signed to NXT. So, especially New Japan uh, talent. So, I completely agree with you and everything you said. I think you made some great points. Well, thank you. Um, I think it'll be a good match, like I said. Um, and, like, I, I can't stress it enough. Kushida needs... Like, if Kushida doesn't win that match, like, I don't know what the hell you... Where you go with him. Like, he needs to win. Um... Up next, we have Io Shirai putting the NXT Women's Championship on the line against Candice LeRae. Um, shout out to Tegan Knox who just tore her ACL oh again. Um, and I don't want to—I don't know if "again" is the right word. I know she was really hurt; like she had a long injury layoff. Did she recently. Like, completely shatter her leg in the? Um, was that her in the? May Young Classic. I, I think so, because I remember she had to take, like, a year off, and she hadn't been back yeah. for very long, and now her knee is, like, completely torn up. So, I mean, and the reason I bring her up is because she was feuding with Candice LeRae um, at the time of the injury and stuff. Uh, they've pivoted slightly. We have LeRae versus Shirai, which I think is a really, really good women's matchup. Who do you think wins this one and why? Ooh, that's a tough one. I don't know. I don't know. I really, really like Io Shirai as champion. Like, there's a lot of people out there that feel like, oh, yeah, it, it would probably be better if she lost to Candice LeRae. I feel like, excuse me, I have a really bad heartburn. And <laughs> my acid reflux is like, hey. I can see a scenario where Candice LeRae wins. I think she would be a great champion. I think that I really do like her new character. I really do. I think it's fun. I think it's different. I think it's edgy. She's been putting on great matches lately. I think NXT's women's division is absolutely fantastic. I feel like this is going to be an absolute banger of a match. I feel like there's going to be some blood. But I do really like Io Shirai as champion. But at the same time, I I feel like, I don't know, because it's like, do they do they go ahead and bite the bullet and put the belt on Candice LeRae, even though... She was feuding with Tegan Knox, but she's, Tegan Knox isn't going to be back for a long time. I don't know. I don't know what. I feel like you just go with Io Shirai for now, and maybe have Candice LeRae or someone else win it on an NXT show on a Wednesday, get the ratings up. I think this. I mean, honestly, NXT cannot go wrong with their women's division right now because it's literally like the best women's division between AEW and WWE and. NXT, it's absolutely fun, but mm, I'm thinking ahead to another match. If you know what I'm saying, yeah. Well, I'll bring that up because I know where you're going with that. So yeah, you, with, why don't you go ahead and say it? Yeah. So the obvious thing here is that Johnny Gargano is wrestling Damian Priest on the same show, and they've been yeah. um, the kind of cliffhanger at the end of... I don't know if it was at the end of the show, but some, at some point during NXT last week, I remember seeing... Um, I think both of them were holding the belts up or something. I think they're kind of alluding yeah. to the idea that, like, Candice could leave with a belt, and so could Johnny. I'm going to say that neither yeah. of them... I'm going to say neither of them do, though. Um, I think the same thing! Yeah, so... 
I'm gonna I am gonna go with Io Shirai to win the match. I think this is gonna be one of the best uh, women's matches we've seen in a while for NXT. Also, and NXT has a great women's division, and so that means I'm, I'm, this is a, like a compliment uh, to this to the two of these women in this match because I think Io Shirai and Candice LeRae are gonna put on a really really good match. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I love Io as champion. Io is probably my favorite overall female performer in the WWE and like on any brand. Like I really like. I love her presentation, or her entrance, and, every, and her in-ring wrestling, and everything is just really, really good. Um, and so, same with Candice. Like, they're, they're, they're two really good options here. I, I think Candice has been infinitely more entertaining as a heel than as a, as a face uh, since, she, since she turned. So, like, um, I'm okay with either outcome, but I am going to go with Io Shirai, which, you know, that kind of leads me right into the next match, yeah. which I've already given a prediction for. I think Johnny Gargano will lose to Damian Priest. Damian Priest, I think, will retain the North American Championship. Um, and I think, I, I, once again, I think these are all really, really good matches on this show. So, like, um, Gargano, I people don't like hearing this, but, like, I'm not a huge Gargano fan. I think that he, I think he has some incredible matches, but I think... And, but I will say this, as a heel character, I like him much better than when he was a face character. Same with Candice. Um, so I do like the change in attitude for Johnny Gargano lately. And he always has good matches, um, especially at TakeOver. And Damian Priest is a big man who can literally do everything. He can high-fly power moves. Um, Gargano is going to be someone who he can literally throw around. And Gargano can jump at him. And, and there's a whole lot of really cool stuff they can do. But I think Damian Priest, you know, he just recently won the North American Championship. Um, they had a lot of options there with it being like a five-man ladder match and all. And they went with Priest. And I feel like um, I feel like they have some plans for the future for him. Um, he's a guy who has main roster written all over him. Like, like Vince would love a guy like him. Um, so I think there's a lot of upside to both guys. But there's way more upside, in my opinion, with Damian Priest uh, at the moment, at least. And so I'm going to go with Damian Priest retain. And what do you think? Yeah, I have to agree. Uh, we did get a super chat. Thank you so much, Dylan. Dylan with a super chat. I'll get into that after my prediction. But I completely agree with you. I, I have loved Damian Priest ever since I saw his dope-ass entrance with, like, the arrows and shit. Like, I love that. I love, like, the Archer of Infamy. Like I, I, like, I started following him on Twitter as soon as that happened. I just really like his presence. And I'm, I I like him as champion. I think it makes sense. He just won. And to kind of piggyback off what you said, Johnny Gargano is so much better as a heel because his babyface character is just, it's not weak, but it's like, it has weak points. It's he's, like, a, he's dweeby. But I know what you he's mean. He's dweeby. Yeah. He's a superhero nerd. No offense. I've been to all the midnight showings of the Marvel movies. I went to midnight showings of the Star. I am a nerd too of the Star Wars movies and stuff. I go to Disney, too. I actually saw him and Candice LeRae at Disney one time and almost passed out. I was like, because ah! I didn't realize it. It took me a minute to clock it. So I'm totally a nerd, too. I totally get it. But coming out there dressed as Iron Man or whatever, or Spider-Man, it's, like, cool. I don't know. I just really like the, the heel, Johnny Gargano. I feel like it makes a little bit more sense to me because, like, I just don't get a dweeb winning. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he is... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, like, because a big part of that with, like, the dweebiness was, like, when he was feuding with Champa and they were, like, having their whole thing and, like, he couldn't beat him, like, over and over again. And he was, like, costing himself the matches. Like, it would be, like, a yeah. last-man-standing like, last match and he would lose because he ran 
full force at Champa and missed a kick and Champa like <laughs> lands on his feet. You know what? It was like that kind of shit too. So it's like his his kind of dweeby personality mixed in with the fact that he was like sabotaging his own title matches by by not being able to pull the trigger on on you know it, it was that kind of stuff. It's it's the it's the it's it's the you know cinematic trying to hold Champa's hand and looking lovingly into his eyes and saying, "Oh, oh no, we're, we're supposed to love each other, but I love you, but I hate you, but I love you." It's the I'd rather just see him be pissed off, like I can't get the fucking job done. Like I need to change something about myself here. And and he's with him with the edge, not not edge the wrestler, but him having an edge is has added a different layer to him that is way more entertaining to me than seeing that guy who's who's having these like these like bromances and can't can't pull the trigger on beating opponents. Yeah, I. And it's almost like funnier when he's a heel because he still can't win. And like how him and <laughs> Candice LeRae, you remember they did that whole like candle lit gothic dinner, and they're like, "We're so badass. We're gonna be champions, and we're gonna be the champions of darkness and whatever." <laughs> and they still end up losing. Like it's really funny. And we've talked about this before, but it's like Johnny Gargano and NXT, there's like literally no more. Like there's no more they can do. Like no and that is no knock to Johnny Gargano. I love Johnny Gargano. I am a Cleveland fan just like him. He's an Ohio boy. I love him. I love everything about him. I think he's a great guy. This is nothing this is not a knock on him, like personally. But there is just no more for him to do in NXT because the last thing I want him to do is have another feud with Ciampa. Like, just, there's no more for him to do. And, and honestly, I think he would be lost in the main roster. And it's just unfortunate. So he's just kind of in this, like, wrestling WWE purgatory right now. And, but, but he puts on great matches. He's going to put on a great match. It's going to be a great match. Him and Damian Priest are going to go, and it's going to be fun. And I'm going to enjoy the heck out of it. I just don't see Johnny Gargano winning. You know what you just described, by the way? It's someone being in WWE purgatory. Someone who can't... Someone who's done everything there is to do in NXT, which I totally agree with, and somebody who's screwed on the main roster, which I agree with. Hmm. But, he had, but he has really good matches. Well, I'm not talking about one particular person. Oh, I'm talking yeah. about yeah. I'm talking about yeah, like Sami Zayn. Well, I'm talking about 205 Live is what I'm talking about. That's, oh, that, yeah. That's basically where Johnny Gargano fits on the main roster is 205 Live. Oh, no. Somebody, somebody who has good matches all the time, but a character that people don't really care about. Somebody who Vince is not gonna like. Not, per, I think he's gonna like him personally, but I don't think he's gonna he's gonna push him by any means. Um, and, and honestly, it's the same with Champa. The only the only um, advantage Champa has is that he's an interesting character. So there's something they can maybe do with him, yeah, but but he's also undersized and super injury prone. And Vince isn't going to like those things. Um, so and I know Champa himself has has quoted himself as saying like, like if I get called the Raw or SmackDown, I'm just going to retire and become like a coach because like because he, he knows, you know, like so it's a. Uh, and, like, the Johnny thing, too, I just want to throw this out there. I know he was, like, like a fat kid growing up and, like, got bullied and he was always this big wrestling fan. And, like, there's pictures of him with Shawn Michaels as a kid and all that stuff. As a human being, I think it's amazing that Johnny Gargano is living his dream as a professional wrestler. And I think he's, re and he's really damn good in the ring. So, like, 
all the negative things I'm saying about him, I just want to kind of make sure I, I balance it out a little bit to, to at least let y'all know, like, these issues that he's going to have aren't really, they're kind of out of his control. Like, if he was in a company like Impact Wrestling or a company like AEW, he'd, he'd have a much higher, there'd be, it'd be a lot more likely he'd be succeeding long-term in companies like that because of the way they operate. I just don't see Vincent Mann... I, you know, he was, I mean, Gargano himself was called up at one point for a very short time. Him and, and Ciampa. Mm-hmm, and Ciampa was injured. And that's the thing, is that Vincent Mann didn't know Ciampa was hurt. So, he's already probably has a negative stigma of him, where he's like, I bring this guy up for two weeks, and we lose him for a year, and now I don't really care about him. And then Gargano's kind of the same boat, where it's like, well, once we lost Ciampa, I had no use for Gargano, and I have not been interested since. So, like, I... You know, and there's just people who fit the Raw and SmackDown rosters better than, than Gargano does in a lot of scenarios. And so, I mean, there, there are things you can do. You can do Gargano and, like, uh, Brian Danielson, and, and there's there's some really cool matchups you can still do. I think him and Roman would be would be incredible with the right story and stuff. Like, I mean, there's, there's stuff you can do, but I think we're both in the same boat where it's like, it's just super unlikely that he's going to have a good run on Raw or SmackDown. And we don't want to see him on 205 Live. So he's kind of best served in NXT, but there's nothing left for him to do there. So yeah. it's tough. Yeah, totally. And I completely agree. Just poor Johnny. Poor yeah. Johnny boy. Uh, but I do want to get to Dylan's Super Chat because we appreciate so much our Super Chats. And we appreciate you, Dylan. You've been killing it on Twitch lately. Everyone go subscribe to his Twitch channel. I think we plugged you at the end. I don't know if you were there, but we did plug you at the end of the show last time. I'm gonna, I, so, while you're reading that, I'll actually pull his, yeah, uh, his pull Twitch up. Uh, so, so, I almost said so, Steven. So, Dylan says, hey, Steven and Jesse, I feel like TakeOver 31 is going to be a reactionary show. The card is great, but there was no build to neither of those matches, the ones we had talked about previously. I completely agree. We kind of said that at the beginning. Um, sorry, my boo bitches. That was kind of inappropriate. That was very professional of me. My apologies. I, yeah, I completely agree. There's been no build. The matches will be epic. They'll be great. But it's kind of thrown together. Don't really know why. Like, have we figured out why they decided to do a takeover? Um, What else is going on right now? I what mean, AEW had, like, their one-year anniversary, like, yesterday. Uh, yeah, and it's also because WWE... Did WWE just have a show like this past Sunday or something? That was the Roman yeah, Reigns was like this past Sunday. Clash yeah. Of Champions. yeah. So I don't know why they didn't do Takeover then, like right at, you know that weekend. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the. I mean, maybe. Well, no college football they're playing and stuff. I don't know why they decided um, to do. Tonight. Well, and also, I mean, maybe to be fair, um, it's a pretty weak UFC card tonight, and for them to run... Oh, wait, no, no, they're on a Sunday, not a Saturday. I'm getting them confused, like, they're tonight, yeah. not tomorrow. Um, I don't know why they're tomorrow, because they're also going to run up against Sunday Night Football. I don't know why they're doing tomorrow. I have no clue. That's a good question. I don't freaking know either. It's weird. So, but I'm not complaining. No. Not I'm going to watch. No. I'm going to watch. And uh, Dylan, thank you. I I couldn't agree more. I think it's going to be a really, really good in-ring show. Like, honestly, going through these matches, this has potential to be one of the best takeovers ever. It's just the the build for some of the stuff was, was really rushed. And uh, the best example of that is actually the main event. We got Kyle O'Reilly taking on Finn Balor for the NXT Championship. 
And O'Reilly, obviously, I've been talking about him a whole lot uh, for a long time. But as far as NXT is concerned, he had a couple singles wins recently, just kind of under the radar, just kind of randomly winning some singles matches. And then he wins that gauntlet match uh, a couple weeks ago and goes from basically like tag team guy to main event championship contender for the NXT championship. Um, So the build for this has been really quick, but there's a long-term story there in the background between him and Adam Cole that's a super long-term storyline. So there are a lot of layers to this. Um, Jesse, it's on you first. Who do you think wins this one? Do you think Finn Balor retains it? Because he just won the championship just a month or so ago also. He's, he's, his second title reign is still pretty fresh. You got Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly. Who do you think wins this one? Kyle O'Reilly. I oh, think, shit. Yes, I think. Here's, here's why. Here's why. Here's why. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. I get this. Okay. Finn Balor does not need the NXT championship. Finn Balor has transcended NXT. He's transcended the need for a championship because Finn Balor is Finn Balor. Finn Balor is a WWE superstar in every sense of the word. He's a great champion. However, I believe he was a placeholder champion. He was a placeholder champion for Kyle Riley. Why? Because this will further build the storyline of the dismantling of Undisputed Era because Kyle Riley can beat Adam Cole or Adam Cole, uh, Finn Balor, but Adam Cole can't beat Finn Balor. I feel like this will add some tension. This will add some kind of drama. I feel like this will be a, not a midlife crisis for Adam Cole, but like a mid-NXT crisis for Adam Cole. He's always been the alpha. And to have someone else in that spotlight as NXT champion will be a very new scenario for him. How is he going to deal with that? We don't know. What's the rest of Undisputed Era going to do? We don't know. Like, there's just so many ways they could go about this. Unless, like, I don't know, freaking Pat McAfee interferes and costs Kyle O'Reilly the title and kind of starts this fuse. I just spit everyone. I... I just, they can't do that in an NXT main event. They just absolutely can't. There cannot be, if there are shenanigans like that, it's not going to cost someone the match. So I'm going to go with Kyle. I'm going to be bold. I'm going to be brave. I'm going to be fierce. And I'm going to go Kyle O'Reilly as champion because he deserves it. Yeah. So this one, I'm glad there's no Wrestle Rumble uh, pick em contest for this one because of course I'm picking Kyle O'Reilly. Like I've been yes. I've been wait I've been I've been waiting for this for I mean I years. You spooked like, for a second. No, well, okay. So I'll say this. Smart money as far as like if I was doing predictions and like there was money on the line, I think Finn Balor is the smarter of the two choices. The reason is because the shorter title reign, the really quick push of O'Reilly. I know that uh, uh, Triple H on the conference call the other day said that there's been plans for a long time for them to push O'Reilly as a singles wrestler, but the pandemic and like the circumstances of who they can and can't use right now and stuff uh, expedited the process. Uh, but there has been plans to push him for a long time. So this isn't just like a spur of the moment, let's just pick Kyle O'Reilly. Like he's been planned for a while. Um, now, I think the most likely scenario in this match is that Adam Cole cost Kyle O'Reilly the win. And we get that feud, kind of a non-title thing, but eventually O'Reilly like kind of rises above and Adam Cole moves on to the Raw or SmackDown at some point. Maybe something like that. 
but there's a lot of options. Um, on the show leading up to, on the shows leading up to this last couple months, um, they've, they've been positioning Adam Cole as a baby face, especially during the Pat McAfee stuff, which was incredible, by the way. Shout out Pat McAfee. Fucking yes. love that dude. For the His, brand. For the brand. Oh, the only, the only, a sports show I watch anymore is his YouTube show from noon to three on YouTube. I mean, it's like I've cut out ESPN and Fox Sports and just listen to him and him and the boys talk about fucking football and stuff. So like, I love Pat McAfee. I thought Adam Cole did great as a, you know, kind of with his baby face turn there, kind of a pseudo baby face type turn. Um, O'Reilly has been positioned as a face uh, in this scenario as well, but uh, Fish and Strong have stuck to being heels this whole time. They've been kind of cornering, cornering each other. They've been tagging together. Um, so I could also see a scenario because, like, it's it's one of those things where, like, in wrestling, if it makes sense, I say just do it, even if it's really obvious, even if it's the most obvious thing in the world that that Adam Cole's going to turn on Kyle Riley if he wins the title. Do but let but let's say though, let's say Kyle beats Finn, and Adam comes out and it looks like he is going to turn, but he doesn't. But fish and strong turn on them so we wind up getting a, oh so we wind up getting a like a, a divide we have a like a tag team feud set up between uh future shock the team of o'reilly and uh cole versus a fish and strong and maybe we have something like that for a minute where we get some really great you know main event level tag team stuff and then it kind of transforms more into O'Reilly and, and uh, Cole at some point later on from that. Or or maybe, you know, Fish and Strong align with either O'Reilly or Cole. And, like, one of them is the odd man out. Kind of like Evolution back in the day when they booted Randy Orton and stuff like that. So, like, there's there's a, so many options here. Um, I think it makes more sense, like, right now for them to keep the belt on Finn. But as a fan of Kyle O'Reilly... As somebody who's been coming out here you pretty much every week. over her. And this was when, like, I'm, there was a lot of Kyle O'Reilly fans out there. Like, it's not like I'm, this is exclusive to me. But there were very few, like, consistently, while he was just doing tag team stuff. Really good tag team stuff, by the way. Red, Red Dragon, him and him and Fish is a great fucking tag team. Him and, him and Strong as the tag team champions was great, too. Like... But even during that, I was the one over and over on this podcast, on my podcast, on Fightful, um, everything that I do, saying, at some point, like, they gotta run with Kyle as a singles wrestler. Like, and and, and when they do, people are gonna be like, holy shit, I didn't realize what we had here this whole time. Because he can main event and be a, a, a title cont- or a title holder on any company. He could be the AEW World Champion right now, and I promise you, it would go over well, and he would be credible. Um, he has a better, he has a bigger personality than people realize. He got to show that um, this past episode of, of NXT with the contract yeah. signing and the video packages. Um, he's a he's a charismatic guy. He plays the belt like Hogan and stuff. People love it. He he's incredible in the ring. He does MMA style stuff, high flies. I mean, he's an all around just incredible professional wrestler. I think Adam Cole is a notch just slightly above because he has like that extra level of charisma that like very few wrestlers have. Like he's on like the Jericho, almost like the rock type level, not popularity wise, of course, but like you see the guy, you immediately think he's somebody you hear him talk and you believe him, you know, like in his facial expressions are so good. Like I think Adam Cole's facial expressions are second to none uh, in in the company. But but O'Reilly's close. So I know I'm talking and rambling, but I'm just saying no, Ky- great. Kyle O'Reilly. 
I hope he wins this match. Um, but if he doesn't, at least we know that this is in mind for them and that he is a major player in NXT as a singles wrestler. Um, and there's a, they're like, I keep saying there's just so many different ways they can go with this. Um, and they're all good. They're all good options. So, uh, so yeah, my official prediction though is going to be Kyle O'Reilly. Yes. Yes. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be an awesome match. It's going to be great. I'm, I am actually excited about this one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's predictions. Um, yeah, I know. In, in just that's under an cool. hour, which was, I mean, it, it turned out timing-wise about perfect, though. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about, or is there anything else in the chat that y'all want to talk about? It? Yeah, Especially... if you guys, yeah. If, sorry, I mean to interrupt you. No, go if ahead. anyone in the chat has any last, uh, not last, but any super chats, and anything, you, if you send a super chat and you want us to talk about something, we will do it, uh, as long as it's not something, like, bad. But... <laughs> Uh, yeah, we could talk about whatever. I mean, I ain't got no one's home. It's just me. I ain't got no little child running around. She's over at Mimi and Popeye's. She's dressed up as Poppy right now. It's really cute. Popeye? Um, no, Poppy from uh, Trolls. Oh, I don't know what that is. Oh, it's okay. It's just a troll. You know, Trolls <laughs> little troll dolls with a little yeah. gem belly button. Yes. Yeah. I used to have some of those. Yeah, yeah, she's dressed up as one of those. It's super duper cute. <laughs> nice. um, my husband's working hard at work. I got college football on because I want Texas to lose because I do not like Tom Herman. So, yeah, I'm willing to talk about some stuff. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Oh, I just got some tummy issues. Uh-oh. No, not like that. I don't have diarrhea. <laughs> I don't know if I should say Sorry. That. No, my tummy just went. Rrr, rrr, rrr. It, like, I, used, I used to do that in like my stomach. Used to do that all the time when I was in like class, and it'd be dead ass silent, and it just Dude. like wah, 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 and people would be like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> I know it's so. Well, I used to. Okay, this may get a little funny, but like, have you ever like had to like make it breezy, and so you hold it in, and then the breeze just happens inside. Mm. your intestines anyway mm. and it just makes the same noise if you would have oh, just let the oh go. i see what you're saying yeah kind of, yeah. yeah yeah i know what you're saying and, go, and i'm yeah. like dude i'm hoping you're inside <laughs> no. and like goes further up and you're like no that's wait <laughs> sorry that was like that happened to me once um standardized testing is called tax mm. in texas <laughs> It was like super quiet. It was a history one, I think. I was like, what the? F-? I don't know why I remember that so vividly, but yeah, it was even that embarrassing. I don't, no one noticed. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. Anyway, why did I say that? I don't know, but <laughs> I don't know. But you did, and it's out there. So <laughs> it's out there. So anyone that was in my history class in high school. I'm sorry, even though you, nothing happened. I'm just sorry in general for existing in high school. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's too funny. Yeah, my, I, I was, I wasn't. My high school, well, my high school was a lifetime movie. Is a lifetime movie. My my graduating class, they made a lifetime movie out of my graduating class. What uh, well, what was, uh... uh, the Fab Five, the Texas Cheerleader scandal. Oh, 
Okay. Yeah, those are, I know all of them. So it's <laughs> pretty funny. I got contacted by Seventeen Magazine. It was fun. Nice. Yeah, it was lit. Um, I'll answer this real quick. It isn't a super chat, but I see it there. Um, oh yeah, I see it. One year anniversary of AEW thoughts. Uh, I mean, like I, I could talk all day about AEW, and I think yeah. that uh, I think that they are way, they're way, what's I, I, they're way more successful than I think even they thought they'd be a year in. I'll put it that way. I think it's been a complete fucking home run that company for the first year. Mm -hmm. so. Absolutely agree. I feel like I'll. I know it wasn't a year ago, but I'll never forget. Yeah. Being at Double or Nothing. Because, I mean, All In was kind of not really the first thing. It was, like, kind of a compilation of a lot of, like, New Japan and Ring of Honor and, you know, just all of that. And I will never forget Double or Nothing because it was the first official AEW pay-per-view. Being there in Las Vegas for that pay-per-view, and it was absolutely incredible. It was the best show I've ever been at, bar none. It was so fun, and it just it set the tone for the company. And then we had All Out, which I was also at, which was super freaking fun. It was a time and a half. It set the bar, and from then on, we were all like, all right, come October, you've got, you know, you've got weekly television. They can put on these amazing pay-per-views. But can they can they do it every week? Can they do it? Can they can they put on the storylines? I think there was a lot of unfair questionably questionability of the sustainability of AEW because it's like how can a company keep going week after week and do storyline after storyline and still continue to be at the level that they are? And they have. They've transcended any expectations that I had. It has been an amazing, it's been one year. One year. Think of all the things that have happened in one year. It's yeah. incredible. They're beating NXT. Handily beating NXT. They're running shows. They're putting on these fantastic shows that keep getting better and better. They have action figures that are out. Yes. Like... They're, yes. Oh, I'm so jealous. This is the exclusive. That's the exclusive, Kenny. Uh, where's his butt? Yes. Love this. Yes. I love the whole. I got. I like all of them. You know what I'm saying? But that, but yeah. I figured I'd. I just play this one because this this is the this is the hardest one to get right now. Right here. That is so cool. I'm so jealous. I can't. I still can't find any at Walmart. Yeah, they're uh. They're still, I guess I should say, I guess technically the Brandy is still the hardest, because, well, no, either Brandy or that Kenny. I'm not sure. Um, my Brandy's still in the mail. I have not actually received her yet, unfortunately. I just saw they posted they're sending out shipments or something, so. Oh, thank God, finally. Have you seen this yet? <laughs> Did you do the, uh, the exclusive Jericho, the bubbly, with the belt? I did see that. I haven't seen it all set up. Yeah, it comes with, like, a table with, like, uh, it's got, like, uh, an extra, like, a. Uh, I wish I could show all this, but it's got like a, uh, like the table's awesome. Like it's like one of the best like toy table I've ever seen. And, um, it comes with like another, um, oh fuck it. I'll just show you. Hold on, hold on a second. <laughs> I 
So I don't want to, uh, I don't want to pick the, uh, the table up because it'll, I'll knock things over, but it comes with like, like the cheese and crackers tray from like the table that he was like, the olives detached so you can like take the olives out. Um, this comes with a, a bucket of ice and an extra, an extra, uh, one of these. So like you have like an, so you can have him holding one and have an extra one on the table. Comes with a, a couple of these little solo cups for the table. Yeah, it's awesome. It's like the whole it's the whole scene of him winning the title and everything that was on the table and stuff in the in the back. The detail. I love uh, yeah. what's that. Do you mind? Uh, yeah, no, no. It's on Ringside Collectibles. I, I I would imagine you could still buy it off the website. It was uh I wanna say with shipping and after I used the major uh, discount code from Cardona and, and Hawkins. So like I mean, I think it wound up being like thirty five to forty bucks after That's everything. That's not bad. Oh, and it comes in this. Like, it com I actually kept the box, which I rarely ever do. Um, I have it displayed. It comes looking like this. Like, it comes no, in a... No, it does not. Yeah, it comes in a, a fake, and, like, this back opens and has all the stuff in it. But, yeah, this looks like an actual bottle of champagne. It's awesome. I have it displayed with, like, some of my other shit in my room. I am a gape. You're a what? My ass is fully agape. <laughs> oh my god, that is so that's cool. What I, what I thought, that's what I thought she said. <laughs> but uh, like, that is so cool. Yeah, because you have the other ones, right? Like the other Jericho, and that I don't stuff. have any of them. Oh, you don't? Oh my no, god! None, none of my WalMarts have not had any of them. So like, you can. They had, no, okay. You want to know what my Walmart had? If you go to Eric Stevens' Twitter. I fucking saw, so it says, I don't think this is Jericho. And I think I told you about this, how I found two of them hidden. Yeah. They look like I told you about that. Eric Stevens and I live in the same area. He lives like literally like not far from me at all. So we go to the same Walmarts. Ours, somebody must have ordered them online, took the figures out. He put, someone put a Kenny Omega in there that had a full ass beard and a mustache, but they painted over it so it was flesh colored. Then the Jericho was not Jericho. It was, or if it was, it was from like forever ago. It just was super weird. And it was hidden behind, like, it wasn't hidden behind the belts. They had taken them off the shelf, put them behind, and now obviously you know why. Like, behind these, like, plastic bins or something and I was like I saw them like <gasps> and I picked them up and I was so excited and then I saw what the hell they were and I was like that's fucking that's so weird. and so I just I just put them back but yeah those are the only things I go every single time I go to the damn Walmart even Target I'm like you know what screw it what if there's a mix up and Target has them I go mm -hmm. to Target I look there too nope I was like the biggest I feel like the biggest dork doing it but every single time I go them AEW figure shelves are empty they still have some of the belts but none of the figures yeah it's uh it's super frustrating because you know i was going there like every day for like three weeks yeah and, uh, talking to the same people over yeah. and over and then it was like i think what's also legitimately happening in some of these locations is like the employees keep getting asked by people like me every day and they're just like oh shit these are valuable so they're just like like i don't know what the fuck they're expecting to happen when they start releasing, you know, there's a 
there's going to be a limited edition 500 Cody's and a limited edition 1000 Jericho's like a, like another few that are like going to be super rare and they're supposed to be going to Walmart and if these employees are already getting blown up over the the normal figures they're going to see you know one of 500 on the box of one of these and like just keep it for themselves probably you know what i mean like they have no incentive they're not incentivized to even put these things on the pegs cuz like the demand's so high they can just buy them themselves as employees and then just sell them on eBay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know in my area, which is undisclosed area, how big the market is for stuff like that. Just like in my like general area. However, there is an employee at target who I did talk to who, cause he saw my jacket. He was wearing a Cody Rhodes face mask and he has the Cody Rhodes tattoo. Oh, hell yeah. The night. Not not on his neck, but he has it on his arm. He showed it to me. It's cool. And um, yeah, the the little nightmare thing. And then I was picking up food at Outback once, and I was wearing my orange Cassidy shirt. I had like just gotten back from uh, All Out this time. I so I was wearing the shirt because I was all excited, and we were super freaking tired because we had just driven back from Jacksonville. And the person was like. Oh, I want to say so much. It's, I love Orange Cassidy and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh. So that was like super shocking. So it is a point of uh, conversation that's come up fairly recently that it comes up. Because I used to wear my jacket around all the time and I never got said anything. And now I'll like be happening to wear like a shirt and people will say something, which is super. I love it. Yeah. I love talking wrestling to random people. Like, if you all know me, if you've ever met me, I don't know if any of y'all have, I could talk to a freaking brick wall, okay? I love talking to people. So, yeah, it is really interesting. And as far as the year that AEW has had, like, it's amazing. And I am so excited to see where it goes from here. I think it's nothing but up. And I'm so thankful for AEW because it's like literally recharged my my passion for wrestling. I feel like if it wasn't around, I don't know what the heck I would be doing. I don't think I would be as successful as I am without AEW. Honestly, I don't think I would be anywhere. It has like skyrocketed my career in ways that I can't even explain. Like when I went to Double or Nothing in Vegas, I had 2,000 followers on Twitter. Oh wow, that's I had like that's two or three. really fast to have like thirty thousand or whatever yeah, the hell you have now. I, that's nuts. I'm almost to thirty thousand. I wanted to get to thirty thousand by the end of the year. I don't think it's gonna happen. But yeah, so from double or nothing last year to this year, it's and I think all out, I don't think I had hit ten K yet. Like so all out uh in Chicago. So I think I was at like 9,000. Maybe I was at 11th. I can't remember. I would have to go back and look. So yeah, it's completely changed my life, AEW, for the better. I'm not on their payroll. Don't ask. But I am so thankful for them. Me too, especially as a fan of independent wrestling. I love that, like, you know, there's plenty of independent wrestlers who, you know, of course, get signed by, like, NXT slash WWE and that kind of stuff. But, like... AEW is amazing for me as a fan of guys like Marco Stunt or Orange Cassidy or Joe Janela and like these kind of guys who would have never got signed by the WWE. So yeah. like it gives them uh, it gives them a chance in front of millions of people on national television as well, which I think is just 
I think it's just incredible as a fan and as a wrestler that this option exists, AEW for people. Yes. Agree. Yeah. Um, if you want to read the, thank you so much, Haley, yes. for the super chat. I, I'm going to, I have to move something I just brought over here while I'm up, uh, but I can hear y'all. So yeah. go ahead. Thank okay. you so much, Haley. Okay. Yes. Haley, thank you so much for the super chat. It really, really, really means a lot to us. Sorry. I was going on like a little rant there. <laughs> I kind of got, excuse me in the moment. Ah, sorry. That's reflex pregnant. Um, it says, hi, Steven and Jesse. Hi, Haley. I hope you guys are having a great weekend or have been having a great weekend. Takeover is going to be awesome. My weekend's been pretty chill so far. I slept really well and because I got my snoogle. Thank God I got my snoogle yesterday. And um, Takeover, I'm actually looking forward to it. It's a short card, which I like. I don't think it will be a long pay-per-view, which I also like. And I'm just really looking forward to it. I think the matches will be great. Anytime NXT puts on a Takeover, it's fun. The matches look really fun, interesting. There's a lot of ways they could go with this. So, yeah, I'm definitely, definitely looking forward to it. And I cannot thank you enough for your super chat, like everyone who's done a super chat so far, and everyone in the chat who's been great. Thank you so much. Yes, I couldn't agree more. Um, thank you so much, Haley. And I agree. Like, I think TakeOver is going to be great. I think you got in here a little late. Like we, we went through all of our predictions already for the show. But I, I think that in ring, this has potential to be one of the best takeovers there's been. There has never been a takeover that was not worth watching. And it's something that um, I have really high expectations for. So it's similar to AEW pay-per-views where like it, like the last AEW pay-per-view, you know, everyone went into it expecting a 10 out of 10 show. They delivered more of like a 7 out of 10 type show, which was still a really good show. But the expectations mm-hmm. were really high. I go into a takeover with those same expectations. Um, so... I hope that they're able to put on a 10 out of 10. But once again, if we get like a 7 or an 8 or a 9 or whatever, like that's still a damn, like I, I'd say it all, all the time, but it's like if we were getting 7 out of 10 Raws every Monday, everyone would be watching Monday Night Raw and still be stoked on it. You know what I mean? So it's like, so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for a good show and I have, I have high expectations and the expectations are even higher for me tonight because I've been on that Kyle O'Reilly train for so damn long at this point that like, I, and I know, I know he's going to show up. He's going to show up. You know, like, he's going to show up and, and show everybody why he's getting this this opportunity, which I, yeah, so I couldn't agree more. I, I think it's going to be a really good show, Haley. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, me too. Go Buckeyes. I'm currently side-eyeing uh, Texas and TCU. So, yeah, I really don't want Texas to win. I would like to see TCU pull off the upset, so... Yep, we're about to enter the fourth quarter, and TCU is driving. And, dude, Texas keeps cramping up or something. I don't know what the heck's going on. But, uh, oh, we got a little – it's not a super chat, but we did get a question about Twitch. Uh, Steven? Would you ever stream on Twitch or no? Well, if you want to see me on Twitch, you can actually check this out right here. I have a Twitch channel, and it's called Fight Talk underscore, which is the same as my Twitch handle. So – Really easy, um, you know, just kind of mess around on here. I've been playing Fall Guys. It's been, like, the main thing lately, and, uh... I'm subscribed. Jesse is subscribed. Um, if any of y'all want to subscribe, it'd be super, super appreciated. Basically, the advantages there are you get emotes and badges, and you also don't ever have to watch advertisements on the stream, so, uh, so that's a nice little bonus, and if you have Amazon, you can link that to your Twitch account. I think they call it Prime Gaming now, and yeah. you can and you can use that to subscribe for free to my channel as well. So, um, 
or just follow me and watch it. Like it's it's a it's totally free, and I let anybody who's at the very least, if, as long as you're following, I let you um, in the chat. And the only reason I do that is for moderation reasons, because when like just random people who aren't following and stuff do fucked up things in the chat. Like, it's just harder to kind of track where that's coming from versus, like, your follower list. You can find them very easily if they're doing fucked up stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, like, <laughs> um, so <clears throat> I uh, I would appreciate that, y'all, if you if you wanted to check that out. Um, but, and, and me and Jesse have talked a little bit about me and her doing some stuff on Twitch as well. So, um, so, yeah. it's, so it is a platform I plan on using more regularly, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's been fun. I, I, it's going to be real fun once uh, some more of these games come out, like uh, Retromania Wrestling. I'm going to play that on Twitch. I've been thinking about getting the new Crash Bandicoot game, just playing around <gasps> on that There's on Twitch. There's a new Crash Bandicoot game? What? just came out, like, yesterday or two days ago. Um, Yo, Crash Bandicoot Warped was my fucking jam. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, great, great game. I And then um, The Wrath of Cortex... Dude, I had that one too for the PS2. Cousin, yes, me and my cousin used to like just own that game. Like, uh, which which is the one where you go to like the little, um, you go into like not the little room. You're like in a room and you go in through the little corridors and there's like five like little levels for each one. Yes, that is my jam, dude. I am so good at that game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surrounded by every dirt thing y'all can possibly th- think about, by the way. Dude, just so y'all know. <laughs> I found the soundtrack to that game on Twitter, or not Twitter, on YouTube, and I was, like, jamming the F out to it. Like, the the one level with the um, the guy with the forks, and you have to jump over the little electrical thingies. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know which one that was, but that level had some lit music, and I was jamming. My other favorite game of all time that I am, like, the best at, that no one else plays, like, super niche, is Bust a Groove. Not Bust a Move, Bust a Groove. Okay, I don't know it's, about that one. Which system it, is that it, for? It's for PlayStation. All mine are for PlayStation, other than, like, Sega Genesis for Sonic. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's literally a dance game, and it's, like, kind of like the like the, the Pong version of Dance Dance Revolution, because you use your controller, and you do, like... You have to go to the beat of the song to so like one, two, three, circle one, two, three, X one side. You know, you just have to. Do sounds it. like uh, sounds like Parappa the Rapper. Remember that? Yes. Yeah. It is the PS version of Parappa the Rapper. It is. It's a lot like that where you have to go to the beat. The songs in that are lit. Flying Your Soul is an epic song. I sing that on the daily, like, because <laughs> there's Robo Z. It was like the the huge big bad boss at the end. And, dude, I used to go through that game. Like, it was just, like, my daily routine. Just beat that game every freaking day. There's a plastic bag on the field. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, my ADHD is kicking yeah. in, y'all. But I just got really excited because I love Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. And, Haley, I see you want to play games on the Switch. I have a Switch as well. There's a there's a lot of really good games for it. They're coming out with more soon. So, like, um surprisingly i haven't played the new super smash brothers yet but like i hear it's incredible i just haven't like invested the time into it but like there's a lot of there's a lot of games like the other i'm constantly like buying and trading and shit like the other day i wound up just randomly buying rampage world tour for the n64 because i hadn't played it in like 20 years or whatever like just i'll just 
You know, someone's like, hey, I got this game. I'll be like, sure, I'll give you 10 bucks for it. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't play it anymore. I'm like, oh, awesome. So I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Um, yeah, I love I love retro gaming. Um, but yeah, there's going to be like Retromania Wrestling is coming out. Um, obviously, whenever AEW, yeah, whenever their video game comes out, I'm, I mean, Kenny's been talking that up and they're talking about how that's going to have the old N64 uh, control scheme. Which, oh, thank God. Yeah, don't know for sure they're gonna do that, but that's what Kenny's been saying. It's like that's been the feedback. That's what they want. Yeah. Um, so if they yeah. can get it, any, any the closest they can do to like No Mercy with you know, call, like today's graphics, I think would just be absolutely incredible. Um, I've also been thinking about just getting some other random games. Like there's like Fire Pro Wrestling, which I can download on Steam off the computer and stream and stuff like that. So I'll probably get. And of course, there's the new UFC game that I haven't been playing a whole lot of. So there's. There's a lot of stuff I can be playing on Twitch. I just, I just got sucked into Fall Guys so hard uh, a few weeks ago that like I, I just got addicted. Um, but uh, I will play the f out of the AW game. Yeah, I don't care. Like I will make time to play that game. I will go on my OnlyFans with a push-up bra on and booby stream playing the AW game. I will do it. I will hang dong while I play the AEW <laughs> video. <laughs> Do it. I dare you. You dare me? Just, <laughs> just a ball sight nester controller. Oh, no. No gameplay footage. <laughs> there's got to be a market for that. Uh, Yeah, I think there's a market for everything at this point. So, like, I mean... So yeah, let me know uh, via super chat and donation. Uh, how how would you like that? Uh, a nice dong hanging stream uh, with a AEW in the background. No, so. Oh my god! If AEW is watching this, they're like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah. I will for real. I will play the f out of an a boobs or not. I will play that game and I will react to it and play it. That may that may be something we could put on the Twitch thing. That would be fun. AEW? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. When some of this stuff comes out, like, especially if you have the game also, like, we can... Yeah. Yeah, or, like, the very least, like, we can take turns where, like, I play on my stream and you're also there and we're talking to each other and we can, like, switch and you're playing and I'm just talking while you're playing and stuff. Like, we can... It's gonna be on PS4. Um, I'd imagine it'll be on... Oh, Oh, because they're all coming out, like, the new systems are coming out. I've I've saw I read something about how AEW might be like and this would be really smart. I talked about this with Doug on his stream last night. Um he brought it up to me actually about how how huge it would be if AEW could be like a launch title game when the new consoles come out. Like when the Xbox Series yeah. X and the PS5 like if the by the time those systems comes out and like one of the few options for games is AEW how humongous that would be for that brand because so many non-AEW fans would buy it because they just want to play new things on their on the new system. And I remember that being a thing back in the N64 days when, like, World Tour and Revenge and WrestleMania 2000 and all those kind of games came out. It brought in a lot of non-wrestling fans because they were just really awesome wrestling-slash-fighting games in 3D yeah. that nobody had really been able to play before. So... Um, yeah. And you got people like me who aren't going to shell out 500 bucks for a new system because I'll never use it. Yeah, I'm not going to initially. I'm not going to be one of those like uh, early adopters. Yeah. But yeah, I'll, well, it's I'll... already they, people already ordered. 
Yeah, my stepmom, uh, out of complete blue, messaged me the other day like, hey, I know someone I can, like, get one of those through if you want me to, like, snag you one. And I was like, well, I mean, like, like I'd have to pay for it. It wasn't like, she's yeah. like, I'll buy it. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, 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 <laughs> right. but, uh, but I was just like, uh, I appreciate that, but, like, I'm going to wait a little while. Like, I'm, I don't know about spending 500 bucks right now on a, I already have my computer to play games off. I have an Xbox One. I have a... I have a Switch as far as, like, newer stuff. And then I have all those. Like, there was a one stream on here where I brought the, uh, my Genesis and yeah. the, and I was stacking up, like, the Game Genie on That's top of Sonic and Knuckles yeah. on top of, like, I still have Game all that Shark stuff. Game or whatever, yeah. Yeah, Game, Game Genie. Um, yeah, I had a Game but, Shark. Yeah, there was those two. There were two different brands. Yeah. They, they, they did the same thing where it was, like, you put Stack in, like, them. the, the weird, uh, the weird serial number looking codes and it would, like debug shit yeah. or big head mode into, into games and stuff that's so um, great but still one of my favorite systems ever is the sega dreamcast that one doesn't get enough love i still play that system uh still holds up had, big i time. just had the genesis and then i had the uh the little portable one yeah the sega game gear yeah yeah i had that i have i, I still played, got one of those i played sonic that's like all i played and then i played like wario on like uh on like the game boy not on the yeah on the Game Boy. I had a Game Boy too. I had a Game Boy Color. That, yeah. that was lit. That was lit. I played Tetris. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, Hell yeah. I used to play that on the Game Boy with the green screen. Yeah. My I found my Game Boy. I I bet I could go get it. I found my Game Boy with batteries from two thousand one in them. And it still turned on and Tetris was still in there and it still had my old usernames in there. That's like my awesome. saved. It was a, a blast from the past. I remember one of the one of the like the most mind blowing like moments in technology for me was when I had a Super Nintendo and they came out with the Super Game Boy, which was a cartridge slot that you put into the Super Nintendo and then you could put your Game Boy game into that so you could play yes. your Game Boy games in this is before the Game Boy Color also or yeah. around the same time to where like all the games I was seeing in on a green and black screen now had color and I could watch them all and I could play them on my television and with my controller instead of the Game Boy, which was just like totally just mind blowing that like that was possible. Yeah. I'm dating myself so much with this, by the way. Like the like, well, any, we're both the same age. Oh sure, yeah. I know me and you are, but but like there could be my kids watching this right or younger people watching this right now like that, that are like, Yeah, uh, why don't you just download that? Why don't you just download that? You know, like <laughs> that wasn't an option back then, y'all. Um, yeah, so yeah, love me video. some old video games, but uh, I'm thinking I'm gonna get a Elgato capture card soon. I think they're like a hundred or two hundred dollars. Um, but if I get one of those, there's a lot of ways to connect that to retro consoles, so I can stream those on Twitch. Yeah. Um, because right now I do it all through my computer, but if I and I can I can link my Xbox to my computer because I have Windows 10, so I can like literally stream what I'm playing on my Xbox onto my computer without anything extra, which is great. But everything else, like I want to play Sega Genesis, I want to play PS2, I want to play Sega Dreamcast and N64 and all this stuff on stream for y'all. So like that's Sega. that's coming. It's coming. Yeah, dude, mm. the sound of an old school PlayStation starting up is honestly i firmly believe the sound 
that Heaven's Gate's opening makes. Sega! Not, <laughs> not Sega. PlayStation. Oh, the PlayStation <laughs> opening. The Sega! Like the little one Sonic running across the screen. Um, are you talking about... Yeah, that's... uh That and the oh. PS2, very tranquil. Um, oh, this... Yeah. It just just that sound transports me into another dimension. Like just it brings me back to simpler times. For me, personally. Yeah, same here. Same oh, here. Oh, Isa says good luck setting it up. LOL. With the capture card. Yeah, I know they're kind of a pain in the ass. It's really the main reason I haven't like got one yet because I've been able to do everything through the computer at this point, but like I actually have a setup to where I can stream my uh my Dreamcast, but like there's older systems that like it's just too it's too difficult to to do that way. But either way, um yeah, I plan on playing some older stuff. And and on the computer, Steam is awesome. Like you can you can download so many games through Steam and then you can use like your you can literally take like a USB like, I use my Xbox controller when I'm playing computer games, like, with just a USB slot. Like, it's super easy to do. Um, I hate the Xbox controller. I'm, like, the one person in the world. I think it's the worst. I have small hands. Mm. It's not... I hate it so much. Well, the original Xbox controller was, was terrible. Uh, yeah, the really thick. Yeah, they used to be, like, really, really thick and yeah. hard to, like, get to the buttons. And they it's were... Like holding a boulder. Yeah, now they're more, like, kind of more like a PlayStation controller. A little bit thicker, but okay. a, a bit more like that, yeah. I just, I don't know. It just turned me off from Xbox ever. Mm. It's not conductive to little hands. It's not little hand aware. I know people always complain about the N64 controller, but like, because it has the, it has the three, uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll I'll show you why. Yeah. Um, so basically, so if you have one of these controllers and I didn't realize it was even a problem for people and I don't have big hands or anything like that, um, but so basically, most people hold the because it has the three. So most I people it was so comfortable. Most people hold it like that, where you're have what? the one hand, and I hold it like this. That's how I hold it. I didn't know there was another way to hold it. You're probably in like the five percentile of people, along with me, who hold it on the outside and still use the joystick versus on the inside. I know. I was mind blown too when I found out that everyone else was holding a controller different than me. So I hold it like that and I have no problem Dude, holding it like that. I used to play po- is Pokemon Snap. Yeah, 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 yeah. To- yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I love that game. I never had a N64, but I used to always just go to my friend's place and take pictures of Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I love that game. I actually, this sounds so random because like, this I'm still into this kind of shit, but like my friend who come, my friend Mike Hughes, who I talk about all the time, who comes over to watch AEW on Wednesdays, he literally brought over Pokemon Snap this past Wednesday, like before AEW. No way. Not even dude, kidding. Dude, I manifested it. I manifested <laughs> it in my brain, dude. I'm serious. Like that is so funny. Oh yeah. my god, I'm so jealous. A lot of people. There's here's one fun fact that people don't know about me is I used to actually be really really good at DDR. 
which is not an N64 game, but that's like just a really random fact that people just don't know. That game like, was huge, especially when like the pads were out for like console. Like when I, you didn't have to go to the con- when you didn't have to go to the arcade. I used to go on ddrfreak.com and I would find machines nearby. There used to be a machine finder. I would go to the machine and play. I also even bought my parents, God bless them, they bought me a hard custom order dance pad. So like one that you would see in the um, like not the little soft one, but an actual yeah, like yeah, yeah. like you see like in the arcades, yeah, like yeah, but big... it, didn't have, it didn't have the um the bars that you can hold on to when you're right. like fucking going, you right? Know yeah, I I do. Bars you hold on to them so like you can go faster. But um, I used to have one of those too. I used to be so good at that game. I went to a competition once. It was really fun. I got really nervous and I didn't compete, but we had a whole dance routine and everything. It was really fun. Oh, uh, I used to print out. You used to be able to print out the the dance arrows. You used to be able to print out a map of like a song. And I used to have all the CDs. I still have the CDs, and so I would practice. And I, what I would do is I would flip it because when you're at a competition, you want to flip and you want to do the opposite because you're standing facing like not the machine. So you want to have it memorized so you can do the steps and dance. It was so cool. I was <laughs> such a nerd, dude. I fucking love it. Yeah, I like I brought you can still find them on YouTube like the things and before I was pregnant me and Scarlett I used to do butterfly. Yes, bitch. Oh man. Oh, we can't do it cuz of copyright. No, yes. that's okay. We can show that's like a, we, we can do it. Boy? Yeah. Yeah, that is my favorite. Like when I I marked the f out when that when I saw that. <laughs> I figured I'd do like 8 to 10 seconds. Ten, I think we're yeah, okay on that. Yeah. yeah. It was muted. <laughs> I needed to put that out there. It is, yeah. it is like, yeah. Oh, high score. Did I break it? What's that mean? What's high score? Yeah, I love that. Oh, man, he's so funny. Nick Swartzen. That's Nick Swartzen, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I used to listen to all of his. Because I used to listen to XM Channel 150 comedy. And so he was on there a lot. It was great. Yeah. I love, honestly, that's one of, like, that would be in my top ten, possibly top five favorite movies ever. Grandma's Boy. <laughs> still, still love comedy, that movie. That's probably my top. With that, with uh, Hot Rod. I just watched that again the other day. It was still really funny. Yeah, it's so... I mean, I've, I've, I've honestly, I've never watched it not stoned. But yeah. <laughs> so I have, obviously, I haven't been watching it lately. But it is literally... Like, I will listen to You're the Voice in my car and screaming at the top of my lungs because it's just it hypes me up that song just because it reminds me of the movie yeah like baby oil by myself with baby oil you're the voice try to understand it <laughs> make a choice and make it clear whoa, 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 whoa. oh my god such a good song so good yeah who did movie. who did Ryback threaten uh, I mean, yeah, I see Haley saying that about a Dallas Cowboys player. Not surprising. I think he recently wished death upon Dave Meltzer and Vince McMahon, so, yeah. like, not, not a surprise. Um, I talked we about him on the last show enough, that. probably. Yeah, yeah we kind of, like, were, we were, like, thoughts and prayers to him, yeah. kind of, trying to take the high road with that, just because he's clearly unwell, and it's unfortunate. Yeah. TCU! 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 Okay. Okay. Uh, Wait, so uh, what are the, what's going on with the Buckeyes today? Do they play or what's going on? No, they don't on? play. They don't play until October 24th. Oh, they're still uh, they're yep. still figuring out the like beginning of the season stuff. No, we got the schedule. We got to play uh, 
Illinois, I believe it's Illinois or Indiana, I can't remember. One of the eyes, they're so, and their quarterback's like, y'all sleeping on us. Y'all sleeping on us. Which, honestly, to be fair, we very well could be because the the uh, college football landscape is drastically whack right now because, I mean, freaking LSU is a dumpster fire even though they lost 10 starters. You know, so I'm going to go check on Ryback and see what the hell he's doing. Yeah, he, says he still has not. He actually. He threatened Zeke. You're like, Z- oh, Zeke. No, he did not. That is my that is my brother. Ezekiel is my brother. We follow each other on Twitter. No, he did not. Oh shit. He's ah, he lost his check mark. Ryback, yeah, he probably changed his uh his handle. It was probably like WWE Ryback oh, no, or some I shit. Because it's because um Zeke wants to file a copyright for Feed Me. And uh, I think Ryback has Feed Me more. Does mm, he have Feed Me more or just Feed Me? I mean but, uh, Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying though. Because Zeke has been, it's always been feed Zeke. Ever since he was at Ohio State, it's been feed Zeke. He started, they actually, the NCAA actually, I'm not going to show my belly, but Zeke used to show his belly, right? He used to show his abs. He used to play like with a crop top. The NCAA actually made a rule because of Ezekiel Elliott that you couldn't show your your midriff because they thought it was a threat to their abdomen safety or something like that because it's like your vital organs. But that was Zeke's thing. Chase Young, that played for Ohio State, who went like number two in the NFL draft, who now plays for the Washington football team, also did the same thing out of solidarity. A lot of players do. It's actually like it's a throwback look, obviously, but Zeke kind of made it trendy back again. He kind of brought it back. So Zeke being freaking awesome because he always goes like this. If you remember, Alabama fans, when we whooped your ass in the fucking Sugar Bowl, he kept doing that when he ran 86 yards through the heart of the South and whooped y'all and ran on a run that solidified the win for the Ohio State University for us to go on and win the national championship. He kept doing that. I just actually looked at my uh, freaking from five years ago, my Facebook, when we played, I believe it was Michigan State and we lost and I was super pregnant. I was in Denver, Colorado, and I was crying. No, that was probably in November because I was like super pregnant then. Uh, I literally said, feed Zeke. Uh, I'm going to look at that right now. Memories. And so it's always been his thing. So what did he do? Because he's a freaking gajillionaire. Because when you play for Ohio State, that means you make a lot of money. I.e. Michael Thomas, the Bosa brothers, Chase Young. They're all making hella bank right now. Uh, You go and you get a tattoo. He got a tattoo of feed me across his stomach. What does he want to do? Because he's an entrepreneur and a gazillionaire. He wants to market that. But Ryback's being a fucking piece of shit because (laughs) he thinks that he's better than him. Why don't you come to a compromise? Here we go. October 3rd, 2015, Denver, Colorado, because I was hospitalized. Feed Zeke. I can't see it. Uh, yep, there it is. It showed up for a second. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, look, so don't even try. But it's also it's it's two different things. If it's feed me versus feed me more, those are different yeah. things. So I don't even know what the what the problem is. Like, do does Ryback act like is he? I mean, I asked this question. It's rhetorical because I I know the actual answer here, the pathetic answer. But does does Ryback actually believe that when Ezekiel Elliott scores a touchdown? And starts saying "feed me" or oh, the announcers. Twelve minutes ago, to be fair, to mm-hmm. Ryback, 
He said, I have it. I have the rights to it in three categories. I'm blown away with the level of intelligence by some people. Feed me is the phrase. More is the universal word that gives it unlimited meaning. Just as just do it. Okay, so if the more adds universal meaning, that means that Zeke couldn't file the copyright for feed me anyway because it's too general. So yeah. what? what is your point, bro? Well, that's, what I was saying is, like, I don't know how Ryback could even get off on, like, making an argument because, like, nobody nobody in the world is correlating Zeke celebrating and saying feed me with Ryback. Literally no one's thinking, oh, he no. took this from Ryback. Like, no one thinks think of Ryback. Serious. Yeah, well, you think of anything but Ryback because Ryback's irrelevant as fuck when it comes to everything. Like, his, his well, no one, yeah. no, right. one, no one wants to hire him to wrestle. He pisses everybody off on Twitter. Like, the guy is a complete asshole. Like, so, like, there's he has nothing to do with Ezekiel Elliott. Not one, there's not one person watching football when Ezekiel Elliott says, feed me, or the announcer says, feed me, or he does a feed me gesture, who in their, in their mind at all is going, oh, that's like Ryback. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, even, I don't ever remember, because obviously as an Ohio State fan, as an Ohio State super fan, I say all the time, feed Zeke. And I, I always associate feed Zeke. Feed Zeke. I never think feed me more because, or feed me, I'm always feed Zeke, which is what I think Zeke should copyright because, or trademark, because that just makes sense. I, if he wanted to trademark feed, listen, with all fairness to Ryback, if Zeke wanted to trademark feed me more i would say no that's ryback's thing that's all he has left you know the fact that wwe didn't copyright that or trademark it before him is a damn miracle he's got a whole company feed me more nutrition with that so i can completely see that you know what i'm saying like i can completely understand that but the fact that you're gonna go like shit all over ezekiel elliott because he says the same thing feed him it's feed him the football Feed him the yardage. Feed him the snaps. Because Ezekiel Elliott can punch through. Did you not see him, like, a couple weeks ago pancake a defender into the end zone for a touchdown? Zeke is a beast. He's oh, yeah. a monster. Like, ever since high school, he's been like that. I mean, you know, at Ohio State, he's without him, we would not have won against Alabama or Oregon. Like, yeah. he... That's like I said five years ago. I today, of all things, I posted feed seek. It's this thing. Yeah. Oh, and this also like this is off of a. Uh, so like this is how much of a douchebag Ryback is. So somebody tweets at him saying, "Literally have never heard of you ever." Be the careful. He would he would be petty and try and copyright claim this video. I don't give. Yeah. There's no. <laughs> you can't copyright claim somebody for showing their tweets. That's completely yeah, completely that. impossible. Free publicity, right? Do not. Okay. First of all, uh, disclaimer: Do not go and send any hate or bullying to, to Ryback. We are above that. Let's all be above that and let's wish him well and let's hope that he finds peace in his heart. Sure. Um. So he. <laughs> so so Ryback said. Or somebody says to Ryback. Literally have never heard of you ever. The entire world knows who Zeke is, so please sit down. Which is a fair point. Like, sh like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Like, this is, I've never heard of you. This has nothing to do with you. Ryback, hey, Doug, thanks for messaging me. Guess you know me now, huh? Winking smiley face. Have a great day, and remember, I'm known worldwide by millions and millions of great fans, and I've won a championship with my prime years to come still. Oh, and I own hashtag Feed Me More. Stay strong. Dude, 
yeah, nice humble brag. Like millions of dude, you you he owns no, the hashtag. Well, you can't own the hashtag, so that's that makes no sense either. I don't think you can copyright a hashtag. I don't think that's possible. Um, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. It sounds like you're looking it up. And then, like, you want to okay, you want a championship in your okay. The cha- that's not real, dude. Like, they, they hand. Like, what championship did you win, by the way? You won the tag team titles? Like, big fucking deal. They never gave you the WWE title. And with your prime year still to come, what are you talking about? Like, you ha- no one hired you since you left the WWE. Like, your prime years they, they don't exist. Your prime years should be right now when you're, no, one, no one wants to work with you. This, this guy is... This level of delusion is insane to me. Like, and this is this just piggybacks on what I was saying last week. I've dealt personally with this guy before. He's I I just had no time for this. This is insane. This is insane talk. What an ego you have to have to have this to be tweeting these things at people. Hold on, let's see. Uh, oh, the IC title. Knows. Yeah, I guess the IC title. Because I don't think he ever even yeah, won the tag team titles. Me. No, he, he won the Intercontinental. I remember that. Um, Feed Me More is... Uh, he does have Feed Me More. I'm looking... Uh, it's live. It's for a website. Filed it on, in on August 1st, 2016, which is after I tweeted or posted Feed Zeke, so... However, he did, which is dead. This is dead. He filed and then abandoned on March 12, 2015. Zeke was playing and winning. We won the championship in 2014. So technically, Feed Zeke has been around for a lot longer than Ryback's. Feed me more. Dietary... uh, Dietary and nutritional supplements. First used in commerce, blah, blah, blah. Registration date, 2016. So technically, Zeke was first. If I'm looking at all this right, let me look at the other. Dead one. 2013, 2012. What was this? Applicant. No, that's not him. And, uh, yeah, JGZ, you're right. I remember that now. Uh, him winning after Daniel Bryan had to get the title up. So yeah, he did do that. But once again, that's still not like, is that really that much to gloat about in comparison to like Ezekiel Elliott and where he's at in his career and stuff? I mean, come on. Like the the overall point I'm making is that nobody's making the comparison. The only people who would make that comparison are going to be like super nerd wrestling fans like us that like see that. And they're like, oh, I remember Ryback doing that. But once again, he hasn't been on the television in years. Like, no, this is not a... It's not some, like, worldwide, super well-known, super relevant celebrity right now who's, like, out there in the world talking about Feed Me More all the time and Zeke stole your shit. Like, it's, it's the exact opposite. It's insane. Oh, sorry. I misread something as... I misread photographic as pornographic, and I was like... <laughs> um, what does a standard character mark mean? I'm just so technically. I mean, you could make the argument that Zeke did it first. Can't carry to mark. Use your register words, letters, or numbers in any combination thereof. And doesn't lay claim to any particular font style, size, color, or design element. In other words, a single word mark protects the phrase regardless of how the words are displayed. 
So let's see, what is standard character mark? I'm not a lawyer. Yeah, I mean, I no, just... That just... I don't know if... I don't know why this is an argument. I don't know why this is a fight. I don't think Zeke gives a rat's ass, honestly. I think he's focused on winning a Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, in all honestly, if, if Zeke really does care, he could just buy it off of him. Zeke's got enough money. Yeah, like, uh, true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But don't be wishing... I didn't see him... Um, cool King. Hey Jesse, can you unblock me on Twitter so we can be friends again? Um, thank you for the super chat, super duper much. I really, really appreciate that. I don't know what your Twitter username is, so um, and I mass block a lot of people because they uh are jerks to me. So if you were a jerk to me and you were really rude to me, I'm gonna go ahead and say no. But if it was like an honest mistake, I am absolutely willing to write wrong. But um, I don't know why I blocked you necessarily. That's probably a conversation uh, not for... Well, I guess we couldn't have it on Twitter. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm willing to open the floor. But uh, I will not be fooled again. I don't know what the hell happened. I don't really remember blocking somebody like with the same name. I don't remember at all. So I don't know why I did. It's the same name as that. I don't remember why I blocked you. I'll have to go, I will have to go back and look. Because I don't remember having beef with you. It could have just been that you liked a tweet associated with bad things about me. Or you replied with it. If you like or retweet anything that is literally just about me. And it's about like really making fun of me a lot. I will absolutely block you without hesitation. Because I do not need that negativity in my life. It's my Twitter feed. I can control what I want to see. And if honestly if you hate me that much. I'm doing you a favor. So... um could have been a mistake. It could have honestly been a mistake. Sometimes my phone's in my pocket and like I ha- somehow I, fo- I followed a, a Twitter list the other day because it was in my pocket. Mm. It's weird. So, <laughs> so, so stuff happens. But I will definitely look into it. Cool King, if I don't do it today, just remind me on a stream and we can definitely look into it. Um, if I did do it on accident, I'm sorry. So yeah. But anyways... Um, thank you so much for the super chat, though. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it too. Um, oh, okay. I see what you said. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll go back and look. I will. Um, yeah, cool king. I mean, if you want to throw like the hundred dollar super chat our way, like you can say whatever the fuck you want about me online. <laughs> I won't care. I won't block you. <laughs> um, you can uh, you can call me with any name you want for a hundred dollars. Um, that's, 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 that's my, that's, that's my, that's my sellout price. No, I'm talking, I'm thinking for just myself. Jessie's can keep you blocked, do whatever she wants, but I'm just saying, you you can say whatever you want about me if you, uh, give me a hundred bucks. That's, that's my sellout price, about a hundred dollars. If you, if that's like your kink and you pay me money, I'll, I'll, I'll be fine with it. I mean, it's money, but, um, yeah, my, just my thing is I, I, and I hope people understand it's not me trying to be like hiding like vanity or anything i just like especially after like the whole sonia deville thing i think not that i'm to her level or that would ever happen but i do have a family i have a private life like i live a very i try to live a very private life outside of twitter and i have to protect my daughter and her safety at all costs and my family's at all costs and i just don't have time to because i feel like there's a bunch of people out there that are like probably literal psychopaths who hate me for no reason and it freaks me out 
I mean, I have my house locked down, locked and loaded, if you know what I'm saying. And we have security cameras everywhere um, just because people are freaking weird. And I just, I've had things happen to me in my past that also we've talked about on here that just put my guard up a lot. And I'm a mother first and foremost. And anything that jeopardizes my daughter's safety is unacceptable. And I don't care, but like, I don't really, I mean, you can talk bad about me all you want it's a free country i just don't want to have to see it and i don't want it to take away any joy from what i watch and i don't want it to take away any joy from my private life outside of twitter it's understandable and cool king says i'm cool yeah. so if you say i'm cool and you're the cool king then i must be pretty fucking cool yeah the king of cool verified but yeah zeke cool I, i'm gonna i'm gonna go to my time hop I don't want. Well, you can't add me as a friend on Facebook anyway. If you tried, I have it turned off. So, are you talking to me directly? I'm already friends with you on Facebook. No, no, no. you're you're. you're, you're <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm fucking around. Um, but I want to like just post and make a point about this. Um, JGZ, um, I love this channel. Stephen and Jesse are super cool. I appreciate that, JGZ. You're a you're a loyal fan. Or I, fan, I hate saying that. I don't mean to use that word. You're a very loyal viewer of the of the and contributor here in the chat. I, I appreciate you, uh, JGZ. We see you here all the time. Yes. Cancel. Richard Thomas. Hey, man. We uh we addressed that earlier in the show. If you want to um, watch the replay, uh, yes. we talk we talk all of, we talk all about Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly and our thoughts on all that stuff. Um, but. I think there's a lot of ways they can go with it, and I'm really looking forward to O'Reilly versus um, versus Finn tonight. So. Yeah. Video, 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 video. Let me see. This was 2015. I'm just saying. Cool King just followed me on Twitter. All right, man, this is your this is your chance. I know you're saying I'm cool, and you're saying there was a mistake with Jesse. Unless you give me a hundred bucks, if you start saying fucked up stuff, I'm gonna have to block you too. Just keep that in <laughs> mind, man. <laughs> That's right. <sighs> and obviously, I'm kidding about that, y'all. I'm not gonna like, yeah. I, you know, but it's just I'm I'm just being silly. I'm not gonna ever like ask somebody money to like follow me or say to talk shit about me or whatever. I'm just I'm just fucking around. Um. But yeah, I appreciate it, Cool King. Like as long as long as you're cool, like I got no problem with you. Um, right. Well, you want to go over the sponsors and stuff? I yeah. Guess? Yeah. Is I wonder if anyone's here. Yo. Yeah, my brother's still not here. I bet you anything. He finished training people today, and then he went home to shower, and then he fell asleep on his fucking couch. I bet you anything that's what happened, because we should have a crockpot going right now. And yeah, you uh, should. I, My dude, crock pot fits shit quick, though. It depends on what it is. Um, sometimes, like, like the chicken stuff can usually go pretty quick. Um, but, like, if we do, like, a roast or something that takes, like, roast. all night. And I don't know what he was, what he's feeling right now. So, like, um, for all I know, what's probably going to wind up happening is, like, I'll wind up getting a call, like, right as the UFC is starting at, like, 1030. And he be like, bro, fell asleep. I'm on the way to Domino's to grab pizza. <laughs> like. It's probably exactly what's going to wind up happening. Um, 
Uh, a couple more things here before I get to the sponsors. Richard Thomas, uh, I'll go back and rewatch. Got caught up with the Tennessee football game. <laughs> yeah, totally understandable, man. Enjoy your college football and uh, check out the show whenever you get a chance. Yes. I'm watching TCU might freaking blow it again. 2.26 left in the fourth, second and eight. Oh, never mind. Uh, freaking Texas must have turned it over on downs. I don't yep. know what happened. I thought Texas was about to score, but I really freaking hope that Texas loses. <laughs> Sorry, that was random. You're good. JGZ says, uh, will we see Kyle do the air guitar? I, I hope if he wins the title, he better so. do it. Um, what's in the crockpot today? Haley, I'm not sure yet. Um, uh, we did chicken last night, so probably, uh, I really don't know. It's a really good question. It really depends on like if my brother is awake ah. and hitting the store and what he, what kind of what he has in mind. Because I'm I'm pretty easy when it comes to stuff. I like pretty much everything. What did he just? Um, yeah, yeah, Texas fumbled at like the two yard line, and uh, TCU took it over. I thought they turned it over on downs, but they didn't. So it's even better. Well, there you Tom go. Ha ha. Um, Tom Herman's a snitch. <laughs> college football is to me. College football is very similar to politics. I like everyone gets on their side with their teams, and then it's just like all nonsense to me. At the end of the day, like one person winds but it's up winning. Nonsense that doesn't, you know what I mean? Like it's nonsense, but everybody knows it's nonsense. Well, kind of because like I've also been to like Florida Georgia games like a few Ooh. a few times where people are literally that's, beating the shit SEC. out of each other. That's yeah, SEC, honey, that don't count. That don't well, count. That, I'm just saying garbage. Well, that's like what I've grown up around is like all that. So it's like to me, college football fans are a bunch of trash for the most part. Um, but I I get it as a as a fan of well, no, like you you know what I'm saying. People who are who are willing to literally fight each other in parking lots over colleges that they didn't even go to Tribal a lot of the time, like Tribal come on, yeah, come on. People that are fighting did not go to school. Didn't even go to school <laughs> That's there. Very true. It happens so often. Where I'm like, what? You willing to kill, literally kill someone over this? You've never even been to the yeah. fucking campus. Get the fuck out of here. Like, like. Yeah. I, now I and I get I get shit sometimes because like I'm a Vikings fan and this this goes with with football as well. Like I've seen plenty of drunk. NFL fans that fight each other at games and call each other names. This isn't exclusive to college football. This isn't exclusive to a particular sport. I've just seen it a lot with college football because there's so much alcohol and so much shit talking and so much fighting and so many dudes with their fucking shirts off trying to be macho around each other that and so much posturing to try to pick up sorority chicks along the way. You know, it's like like it's it's, so it's that but that's that's the truth. I mean, that's like that's college football to me. It's like way too much alcohol, just complete belligerence, fights, people with their shirts off, and trying to get laid. Like it's like that's and well, that's but, college. <laughs> but, but, but no, but and, but here to be fair, I fucking loved that shit when I was in college too. So fuck it. But college, but, but but at thirty at thirty two years old, when I see that shit, I'm like, I can't believe, um, I can't. I you know, so. uh now, Ohio State has a song. I want to go back to Ohio State to old Columbus Town. <laughs> well, well, and and here's the thing. What the one thing that I do really like about college football, the one thing about all of that that I can say on the flip side, is it must feel so fucking good to win a national championship. 
Because, Bro, it's <laughs> because, on another level, dog. Be, on another level. Because you have to endure. Because you have to either. Because I feel like as a major college football fan, you can't just sit back and not talk any shit back because so much shit is being talked about you constantly that you have to be giving it back as well. So it's just a constant fight between you and all the other fans. But if your team wins, you have like the ultimate fucking bragging rights. So like... It's the ultimate eat shit moment. Like you can say eat shit to literally every team out there. Especially... Like, when Ohio State won the national championship with our third-string quarterback, Braxton Fields, Braxton Fields, Jesus Christ, Braxton Miller goes down at the beginning, before the season. So we get JT Barrett. JT Barrett gets us through the season. Last game, the game against that team up north, breaks his freaking leg. Mm. So we have to start in the Big Ten championship game, our third-string quarterback, Cardale Jones. Everyone's laughing at us. No way. We go in there. We whoop Wisconsin 59 nothing. Then we have to go. We get in the last spot. Reminding you that we had lost to Virginia Tech and unranked Virginia Tech earlier in the year. We were done. We were toast. Like, everyone thought we were done because we lost to Virginia Tech. We get that last spot over TCU, ironically enough, uh, to go play in the playoffs. But who do we have to play? The juggernaut, Alabama. And whose ass do we whoop? Alabama's. And I'm going to go play Oregon, who has this super speedy, no-huddle offense. How can you stop them? Marcus Mariota, Heisman winner. What are we going to do? They they put 50 points on Florida State that year in the Rose Bowl to get to the national championship game. They won by, or they won by 40 points against Florida State. And we go in there with our third-string quarterback and beat them 41-21. Like, I think it's 41-14. I don't know, but it is the ultimate eat shit moment. You get to tell everyone to kiss your ass. You get to say, I told you. That was, and then the last yeah. time we won, I'm going on a rant, but the last time we won was 2002. We beat Miami, University of Miami, in a double overtime game. Oh, so good. It's the best. So I get all that. I get all that. As long as you're like loyal to the team and whatnot, but it's, uh, yeah. But my perspective is kind of what I've been saying. Like every time I, I, I mean, when I went, when I it's was weird. in college, when I was in college, and I went to Georgia Southern football games, like I went to oh, the school. Well, well, no, I'm just saying I went to the school. Like I was cheering for my team. Like, and that was that was it. Like, and we all got drunk and had a good time or whatever. I go to UGA football games, and no one there went to the fucking school. Like it's all these people yeah, that are. Yeah, fucking UGA, like willing to go kill people. Go Will, yeah, willing to kill people over it. Like, he is like. Like the guy I show you all the yeah. time. Yeah, that so. guy. The guy cutting oh. promos, cutting wrestling promos out in the oh. desert. Um, My favorite. I'm doing Jeff Rooks. Yeah. Virus. Uh, and also, I'll also defend a little bit because I've gotten shit before about like, well, you're not from Minnesota and you're a Vikings fan. Well, that's fair. Um, I know I lived in Minnesota for a very short time when I was younger, but my perspective of it is, my whole dad's side of the family is from there. Dad, grandpa, uncle, everybody, grandma. And when I was growing up and learning about football, that we were always going to the bar and watching Vikings games. Like So that was always my team growing up because by way of my family. My grandfather was a season ticket holder from the time 
before they a year before they were even a team up until like the time he died a couple years ago like it's it's really ingrained in me and i can understand that as well for like a college so i have to be fair about that maybe your grandpa went to uga your dad went to uga just because you didn't doesn't mean you can't be uga fan like that's i have to be fair about that too but i'm also i i don't know I don't know. It's it's the whole. I, I I'll, I'll just put it this way. I've been to Florida versus Georgia like five times, and like in Jacksonville, and it is it's, it's a lot of fun. But you see the lowest common denominator of human trash all over that fucking you, place. Okay, I could go on a rant for an hour about how horrible University of Florida fans are. <laughs> I not only do I live in this state, but I went to the 2006 BCS national championship game when they when Florida beat us 41-14, a national championship game. Which tickets are not cheap. My mom happened to get them for free because she's a boss ass bitch and she's like she had agents and stuff that got her the tickets or whatever. And so we went, but those tickets are not cheap. Those fans are still trash. I had I was like <laughs> I was 17 years old. I had beer thrown on me. Yeah. I was spit on. We were refused. They they got in our way and refused to let us leave the stadium. They were like, where are you going? Where are you going? Why are you leaving? Like, we're like, we're getting our ass beat. We just flew all the way out here. Like, can you please let us go? Like, and they were just drunk and belligerent. Garbage. Garbage, scum, swamp of the earth human beings. Sorry to my kindergarten teacher. You're the exception. Mrs. Huguenin, I'm sorry. You're the one gator that I like. Sorry to the elite. But you, <laughs> even you know it. You know how bad your fans are. They are trash. I live in this state. I deal with them all the time. They are just like, can we talk about how fucking obnoxious that is? I mean, I think like, that's. I think that's. Uh, I'll give that credit though. That's smart. It looks like a like a. It looks like a gator. I mean, why the fuck not? It looks like a gator. It looks it's like bright. a gator. Well, that's it looks like a gator. Well, I mean, here's I the mean, thing. It is. Like, it's I can, but I can literally apply everything you're saying about Florida fans to Georgia fans to to any other. And it's all the same shit. Like, the the only funny thing to me about the gators is like the very particular like. Uh, kind of roasts and flexes fans will put on them. We're like, you'll go to the game, like Florida, Georgia, or whatever, and there will be people with giant signs with tally marks of like jorts counting, like how many? Yeah, uh, yeah. Jorts. I, yeah. Said I said jorts. Great, because <laughs> they are. Oh my god! Yes, ha ha. Sorry, TCUB Texas. <laughs> Eat shit, Tom Herman. You fucking snitch. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the elite saying Florida State and Miami fans. See, uh, the Florida thing is, State fans are pretty shitty too, and Miami fans are nasty. But I, that's what I'm. This is all proving my point. Everything you're saying right now is proving my South. point. South. Well, no, it's all. It's every. It's literally every team, but Ohio State is gonna be trash to you. Like every, no, like every Ohio one State of them. fans. No, Ohio State fans can be shitty, but most of them <laughs> get shunned out. Um, I will say that the Pac-12 actually, like the games that I've been to, Pac-12 has really decent fans. Big 12 actually does have decent fans. Um, when Ohio State played Texas, we had a series uh, 2006, 2007, or 2005, 2006. Um, we actually, like, my parents went to the game that was at, um, it was in Texas because we lived in Texas. And I will tell you, even though I don't like Texas right now, their fans are, like, the nicest people ever. Like, they are super nice and super respectful. I just really, like, Texas fans, I love you. I just don't like your coach. I just don't like your coach. He's a snitch. I don't like your coach. So that's my only beef with them. 
they're super nice. Big Ten schools, other than big, uh, other than that team up north and Penn State, their fans are pretty cool. And actually, one of my really good friends is a Penn State fan, so I mean, it doesn't really matter. I mean, there's, but I feel like in general, the SEC and the ACC are the worst. Well, maybe that's a fair assessment. I don't know enough about all the conferences to dispute it, so I'm just going to go with what you're saying. And Captain Keys also, good point. So Captain Keys, thank you for joining. This dude uh, used to watch my Twitch streams like years back. Yeah. Um, and he's a Minnesota Vikings fan as well. Um, says, haha, keep the Vikings tanking. Lawrence or Jesse's team quarterback fields uh, in the draft. So with Lawrence, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. Sorry, yeah, I... I think um, I don't like the idea of tanking. I, I under like I get where you're going with that, but like it's only I mean it's it's not looking good for the Vikings. I will say that, but they're zero and three. They're playing another zero and three team this week, even though that zero and three team has fought has uh, fought has uh, gone up against a three of the best teams in the NFL. So it's like it's it's kind of a it's going to be tough this week as well. But like. We have Atlanta coming up soon. Atlanta's sucked. Um, we have we have some winnable matches coming up soon. And I think we need to be considering what's next after Kirk Cousins if he doesn't pan out um, for sure. But I don't necessarily think tanking is the right thing to do because I still think we could still potentially wind up at like 9 or 7 or 10 and 6 or something potentially. Still make the playoffs as a wild card team. I think the Packers are going to win the division. But... I think it's uh oh Captain Key says not tanking by choice. Yeah, I mean that's that's fair too. We might just straight up lose all the fucking games this season. I mean that might also happen, but uh um I see a lot of Vikings fans calling for us to intentionally tank to get a new quarterback in the draft um for the future, but um I, I think I think you can't be doing that. And that's the other thing. Tanking doesn't work out that much for, for teams. Like a lot of times you get like that first overall pick and they want to be a gigantic fucking bust. And you were better off with the dude who would have got drafted in like the second round or something. So like, um, I don't, I just don't like, I don't subscribe to the whole tanking thing. Um, I, I've, I've heard other people talk about it too, on, on podcasts and stuff. And I think that it's, I, I kind of subscribe to the idea that you should draft the best players available to you and then work around their skills. You shouldn't draft people because they fit a specific, uh, like you need a, you're, you're low on, you know, your second stream cornerback. So you need, but like this awesome wide receiver is there. We'll go for the better wide receiver and we'll figure it out. We'll get a different cornerbacks in another spot. Not but like a, get, yeah. yeah. Like get the best players you can and then figure out how to play to their strengths. I think that's, that's what good coaching is, is like get the talent and then figure out how to use them. Um, Not everyone can be Bill Belichick and draft like savants. Yeah, I mean, part of that's been luck, and part of that's been just incredible game planning and strategy. And I game mean, planning and strategy, and, exactly. And, and discipline. Like, you get to New England, and you know it's Cam Bill... Newton. Yeah. Except for he just tested positive for you-know-what. Right, but yeah, that has nothing to do with his... I mean, the team, yeah. that's that's a... But but that's the thing is with, uh, with Belichick, like, you go into that team, and you know, like, it's Belichick's team, and if you're fucking up, they just get rid of you. It's super simple. Very black and white. Um, you want to come to a team that's proven we can win Super Bowls and give you a chance to win a Super Bowl? Come play by our rules. I think that's part of why Brady's not there anymore. I think Brady probably went to Belichick um, a bunch these past couple seasons and was like, hey, like I really want this, I want that, I want this receiver, I want that receiver. And Belichick's probably, this. I, I got to give credit to Tom Brady, I think he's one of the best quarterbacks ever, but Belichick's probably sitting there going, 
you realize the reason we're so good is because I haven't been listening to you, right? Like, just let me keep doing my thing. <laughs> like, like you like winning six Super Bowls, right? Like, how about we just keep doing what I want to do because it's working? Um, and if you're not cool with that, you can go play somewhere else, and I'll go get Cam Newton or get any quarterback winds up with Cam Newton, and they're winning with him too. So like it, it just it's the system. It is, you know. Um, I think Brady's going to be fine in Tampa Bay. I think he's still a great quarterback, but I think you could insert a lot of different quarterbacks in New England and you had success. So. Oh yeah, I think I don't know about. I mean, I I live in Buccaneer country, so uh, it's been every, what everyone's been talking about. I'm their defense looks really good. I think the, their I defense think, does. Yeah. Yeah. Their offense is just. I just get worried because Tom Brady's old and he's already had one torn ACL. And, yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I I get that I get that too. But I mean, to be honest, like if I like if I, like the Vikings, for instance, would be like my example. I would take Tom Brady right now, one or two good seasons out of Tom Brady over the next five years of Kirk Cousins any day of the week. <laughs> I mean, yeah, any I day of the week. Too, if I were but, right. And same with I mean Tampa. It's like it was him or Jameis, right? And it's like Jameis. God. James, 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. Freaking 30 for 30. It was beautiful. Exactly. It's one of those things where it's a real, a real mixed bag with him. With Brady, it's it's, exciting. It's exciting. It's it's the unknown, but it's also like, you know, Tom Brady is not going to accept like being on like an eight and eight team. Like he's like, you're, you're, you're guaranteed at least a winning season out of the guy. Um, so sorry, it's not funny tweet. Texas is not back. Texas is it's not a, back. Yeah, everyone says is Texas back? Texas is back. Texas is not back. They're not back because they lost. <laughs> uh it's harder to go to 0 and sixteen and sixteen and oh than uh the Browns should have won a damn Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, yeah. Where we had a parade too. It is not that hard if you're a Browns fan to go 0 16. I'm just saying, it's really easy. Well, and this year, um, the Jets like I don't. I, I looked at their upcoming schedule because they're 0 3. Also, there's there's oh, Joe Flacco. <laughs> dude, there's a legitimate chance that they. I mean, I don't think they're gonna go 0 16, but like, it, it might be like 15 and or sorry, like 1 and 1 and 15 or 2 and 14 or whatever. It's like it's it, yeah, it, it it's looking real bad for them too. Um, I mean, shit, the way the Vikings are playing, it's possible also. I mean, they need to win some fucking games. I mean, this isn't, this, this can be applied to a lot of fucking teams right now. Um, Browns are two and one. I don't know how the fuck that happened. Well, I think Kevin Stefanski is a really good coach. Um, yeah, it's true. Yeah. I, I, he's yeah. cute. That's what a lot of, that's, that was a big thing when he was with Minnesota for all those years. Was but it? I'd, I'd hear that all the time. That was like a big thing with the women with him was always like, they didn't, you know, whether they knew about football or not, they were like a fan of his. You know what I mean? He's easy. He's a lot easier on the eyes <laughs> than Freddie Kitchens. That's for sure. <laughs> he, uh... My favorite meme ever about Freddie Kitchens was Freddie Kitchens looks like the kind of guy that would take a bite of a dog biscuit accidentally, like accidentally, realize it's a dog biscuit and still continue <laughs> to eat it anyway. Yeah. That's such a random fucking thing to say it's about somebody. It's so, so funny though. Random and specific. Just if you look at him, he looks like a Bubba who would definitely be like, This tastes funny. Oh, this is this is dog biscuit. 
Well, hell, I guess I like dog biscuits then. <laughs> keep going. He's got a lot of fiber in him. He's got a lot of fiber. Uh, I'll be shitting these things out for weeks. <laughs> honey, honey, call the plumber in advance. We gotta make an appointment. <laughs> that's that's when you know there's a real fucking problem is when you're calling the plumber in advance to make yeah, sure that I they're know available. I have a problem. <laughs> I know I could have a problem. <laughs> oh man. Has anyone ever done that? I wonder. I don't know. I would if I was like. I mean, you have to imagine like. If you're Joe, going in for a colonoscopy and you got to clear out. I'd, I'd imagine that Joey Chestnut has one set up for July 5th for every year. Uh, <laughs> Dude needs 75 hot dogs on the 4th of July. Like, something's got something's to give. There's going to be um, fireworks on the But, uh, shout out to Joey Chestnut who keeps liking my tweets about uh, Fall Guys. Love yeah. it. I dress up as the hot dog for him. Um, yes. In. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, uh, yeah. What's that? I said, in conclusion. In conclusion. You're Make sure to check out Music City <laughs> Toys and Collectibles. Um, if any of y'all have any last minute super chats or donations, yes. now's the time. Um, I'm going to read through our sponsors. If there's anything y'all send while I'm reading these out, we will make sure, um, after I'm done talking, after Jesse's done talking, we will make sure to still answer any of your questions or read any of your predictions for NXT or whatever you got for us. Um, and as always, make sure to like, subscribe, all that stuff. It helps out a lot. Obviously, we've hit over 10,000 subscribers now, which is amazing. And we are going to be doing a big giveaway for the subscribers very soon. So stay tuned for that um, and all that stuff. So keep in mind all of those good things as I'm reading about Heroes and Legends, which is the best place to go for wrestling action figures and DVD and pro wrestling memorabilia and autographs and everything you can think of. Um, I do consistent business, business with them. They have a VIP group for uh, regular buyers where you get even better deals and, and, and uh, you get a uh, kind of first dibs on stuff before the general public. They do Facebook um, live auctions and stuff. So you literally will see um They'll have like an action figure and they'll tell you how much it is and you comment how much or comment that you want it they invoice you over um over facebook messenger and send you something through paypal the next day super super easy to use super nice people <clears throat> they uh they're yeah i don't know what else to say they're really nice people and they do fair mm -hmm. business i mean i say it all the time there's plenty of times like i'm you know, i'm obviously a collector of a bunch of stuff I'll see something on eBay that I want for like 15 bucks. I'll hit up Heroes and Legends, or they used to be called Heroes and Legends. I'll hit up uh, Music City Toys and Collectibles, and I'll be like, yo, um, I found this on eBay. Do you have any of these lying around? And sometimes they're like, oh, yeah, I can do that for like five bucks, which would include the shipping and that. And it's like, oh, okay, I can save money and get it faster, and there's perks to knowing these people. So they do conventions and everything. When things get back to normal, they do booths, and they bring wrestlers and mma fighters and stuff with them and they're they're awesome people so just make sure to check them out on all social media that's uh just search music city toys and collectibles also <coughs> excuse me shout out to my brother brian jensen he is a boxing coach he helps with parkinson's foundations he does a whole bunch of stuff he can help you reach your goals if you want to learn how to throw hands and get in better shape want to compete professionally or at an amateur level you want to just learn some self-defense whatever it is brian can help you out if you're in the atlanta georgia area he owns steel boxing and athletics a small gym in atlanta 
He also works with LDBF, Parkinson's Foundations, and the new YOPD mentoring team that I am uh, helping put together through the website and stuff too. So there's a lot of really good stuff going on with him. He can meet you in person at his gym. He can meet you in person at your office, at your house, in a park, whatever you want to do, whatever's easy for you. Um, or if you want to do an online class anywhere in the world, hit him up on Zoom. Uh, he can help you out. His Instagram handle is BoxingATL. That's B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. Just shoot him a message, and I promise you, especially if you uh, tell him that you heard about him through me and Jesse, he will give you a really, really, really good deal on whatever you're looking to do. So once again, that's Brian Jensen. Get a knockout workout without getting knocked out. Hit him up on Instagram at BoxingATL. And last but never least, we've got WrestleRumble.com. There is a killer belt giveaway, which I am just now seeing for the first time. What? Um, There's another one? So this is going to be first prize. These are $1 entries. First prize, hardcore championship and a custom Jason mask from Friday the 13th Part Ooh. 3. That's pretty cool. I'm not a horror fan, but I mean, I would love that prize, especially with the hardcore title. Um, second prize is going to be the Fiend Championship and a custom Ooh. Jason mask from Friday the 13th. So very Just cool. Just for um, I would imagine, yeah, whatever the next WWE, oh yeah, here it is, Sunday, October 25th, right after Hell in a Cell, um, Solomon Monster will be reading it out live on his, um, post show, as he always does. Um, we also have a third place prize, which is gonna be a Jeff Hardy championship belt, that's random, that's cool though. Um, that's really cool. And fourth prize, two mystery belts, that's wild. So, I mean, they're giving away... They must be making bank. Good for them. Yeah, I think there was over 6,000 entries on the last Holy raffle. Holy smokes. Um, so, it's amazing. They just, they're just reinvesting it right back into these contests. And usually on these, on these raffles, it's usually one person wins a whole bunch of stuff. On this one, there's going to be four different winners. And there's, like, a whole bunch of title belts and this, uh, these Jason masks on the line and stuff, which is really cool. So... Hell yeah. So check them out. WrestleRumble.com and also make sure to follow them on social media at WrestleRumble to stay up to date with all their contests and to, you know, <clears throat> be a part of these raffles. <clears throat> I can't talk. Be a part of these raffles. So, uh, so yeah, thank you to all of our sponsors and, you know, you can follow, find me on Twitter at FightTalk underscore F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. Got the Twitch channel that I talked about earlier as well. Twitch.tv slash FightTalk underscore. Should have another video going up on all things MMA pretty soon if you're into mixed martial arts. Um, got my other podcasts and all that stuff. Just stay on my Twitter. That's the best way to find out what's going on with me. And Jesse, I'm going to get you pulled up on Twitter right now as well. Woohoo. Yeah, so the best way to, you know, see these live streams every single time or get notified when we do go live is to subscribe to the YouTube channel. We just hit 10K. We're going to do a giveaway. How are you going to know when that giveaway is going to be happening and what's going to be entailed in the giveaway? Well, you got to subscribe. you got to subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's the best way to get the notifications, get the alerts, set the reminders, go all in. We love our chat. We love our super chatters. We love our actual chat. Everyone in here is absolutely fantastic. Each and every one of you is great. We appreciate you so much. If you do like this video and you like what you see, please do give this video a thumbs up and tell your friends. The thumbs up really helps us into the algorithm, really gets us more like-minded people like y'all amazing people into the chat so we can have more discussion, more ideas. I think I am one of those people and Steven is as well that we think more input and more ideas means better, better YouTube podcasting. It's, it makes for a better show 
and we love hearing different perspectives. It gives us also new ideas as well, and we appreciate it a lot. So please do give this video a thumbs up if you did like what you see today, and if you really like what you saw, please do subscribe to the channel. The best way to get into contact with me and see what I'm doing and my live tweets about wrestling is on my Twitter, at Jesse the Buckeye. The Twitter handle is below, right below me, or right over here. Um, that, that's where I'll be live tweeting. However, if you want to DM me, if you want to like really talk to me like literally every day, if you want to be cool with me, if you want to talk, if you want to see more of me than most people do, then go to my OnlyFans, onlyfans.com slash Buckeye. Same as my Twitter handle. It is in my bio on Twitter. That's the best way to directly support me other than this YouTube channel. <coughs> it's the best way to support me and my family. It is my source of income. It is very important to me. I take it very seriously. I do a lot of fun stuff on there. Got a lot of fun stuff planned. So please do, if, if you have the means, please do subscribe. It really does mean a lot to me. I've been doing a lot of like voice things and stuff like that. And I'm going to have some, I think I have a photo set I'm going to drop today. So lots of exciting stuff there. So those are the best ways to contact me. Um, I don't really answer my DMs on Twitter just because they're crap. So if you ever want to talk to me and get into contact with me, please, please go to my OnlyFans. I answer messages literally every day, multiple times a day. So that's the best way to contact me. Um, that's all that I have. I don't know when we'll be on here next. I'm assuming Tuesday or something. Yeah, probably Tuesday. I would guess probably Tuesday around, what, like two or three, something like that? Yeah, three probably. Yeah, that's that, that's... Uh, Tuesday. Yeah, I think Tuesday should probably work for me too. So let's plan on that for everybody. Yes, let's plan Tuesday. on that. Subscribe and you'll find out. <laughs> but um, thank you everyone. Enjoy NXT. So yeah. Yeah, I second that. Everyone enjoy NXT Takeover Thirty One tomorrow. Hopefully on Tuesday we're talking about brand new NXT Heavyweight Champion Kyle O'Reilly. That would be so cool to be able to say that. Um. But yeah, we'll see y'all next time. Have a good one. Have a good rest of your weekend. And I didn't plug it, but if you're a Fightful Select subscriber, which you should be, yes, please. I'll, I'll be doing the weekender tomorrow. Um, so every Sunday I do the Fightful Select weekender, talk about a whole bunch of pro wrestling, uh, usually about an hour-long podcast, give or take. So um, that'll be coming out tomorrow before the 1 o'clock NFL games. I always record that during football season right before the game starts. So check that out if y'all want to. So.